Channel 4 Studios in Dallas and Fort Worth. This is News 4 Texas at 6. Well, the people in Minnesota sure feel like they've been victims of crime. We have stolen their hockey team. Hello and welcome to the Norm Green Still Sucks podcast. This podcast will go into detail the Norm Green curse and Minnesota sports failures since 1992. Let's get to the episode. Welcome back to the Norm Green Still Sucks podcast. I am your host, Jay Rhodes. Once again, joined by my co-host, Froze. Froze, what's going on for tonight? Ha <laughs> ha! College football starts tomorrow, baby. <laughs> This is the life. This is exactly where we want to be. College football season. It is college football season. Just get pumped up for college football, man. Yeah, I, I, I know there's people that they love their NFL, and I do love my NFL too. But damn, I love college football. Like that <laughs> it's is just so great. Oh, it's my jam, dude. Like I just I can't explain how awesome college football is. Like I don't know exactly how to explain it because it's not college football is just not the NFL. Like these dudes are just they're well they're trying it's auditions for the NFL. So they're busting ass, and these guys want to win more than anything. So, damn, it's so much fun watching college football. And not only that, like, throughout the entire season that literally starts in days, all the way until past New Year's to when the national championship goes through, every day that there's a college football game on, you're a fan. Whereas when it's NFL, you're a fan for pretty much one team. You know, you'll you'll follow the other teams, you'll follow good games and stuff like that. But you know what? I'll watch North Carolina State versus, you know, Auburn or whatever. Because I think it's still college football. It's still going to be a fun-ass game to watch. So it's like you don't have to have just your horse in the mix. You know, it's good when your team is playing, of course. But it's just you can, you can find a team. You can either root for a team or you can root for a good game. Or you can just watch it and just watch how college football plays out. And it's just it's just so much more exciting than the NFL. Yeah, dude, you could have like Wayne State versus like Wyoming or something, and still, that's it's definitely fun to watch. Um, and it's on all freaking day, so college game day, which starts at like three o'clock in the morning sometimes, <laughs> and it'll go all the way until like one o'clock in the morning when you get the West Coast games going. Dude, let me tell you. So I'm. I can't go with game day because I didn't experience this, but let me tell you about uh, pregame shows when you're on the West Coast. (laughs) I was going to a Chargers-Vikings game and literally woke up at 6 a.m. to watch the coverage to start that day before we drove out and tailgated. And the game is until 1, mind you. Yep. (laughs) Like... It's, it was actually the same day that Adrian Peterson, which I don't like saying his name too often, uh, 
He's I got mixed feelings on him. That's a whole different story we'll talk about later. But anyways, uh just that was the same day he got his new contract. So Oh nice. I used to say that was the record one. I was like, oh, that would have been cool. No, it was a contract day. Like he nice. got his his big contract came that day. Um Percy Harvin brought back the uh oh man, there's so many things about this game. Percy Harvin <laughs> brought back the opening touchdown or the opening kickoff for a touchdown. Yeah. And then we also had uh that day was Donovan McNabb's first start for the Vikings. Oh wow. Was awful. So, yes. <laughs> not very good. It was not a good uh good start to the season for that. But yes, that's 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 living on the West Coast with those uh those shows because college game day is even earlier. Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. It's like it's it's on before you wake up for breakfast, and and then when you get like so like this uh this game is gonna be played in Ireland. I don't even know what time that's gonna start. Like when they're gonna start doing like pregame stuff for that. I don't know if it's gonna be later or earlier, but yeah. When they have those games on or the, you know, the ones that are overseas and you like wake up and it's, you know, six o'clock in the morning and they're already in halftime. You're like, what is going on here? Yeah. Well, usually it seems like the college. So college game day will be like three in the morning, just like you said. Yeah. But Ireland game, I would think would be a start time of somewhere around 8 a.m. So like. And that's central time. So if you're on the West Coast, screw it. Like, you're not getting there. Like, yeah. just sleep. You don't need it. Like, yeah, it'll be just fine. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it, it. you're right. That Ireland situation is wild with how, like, game day is going to work. So Oh, they play at 1130 Eastern. So oh, whatever wow. time, whatever time that would be in Ireland. So, yeah, they play 1130 or no, 1230 Eastern. So 11.30 Central. So they're not the first game, but they're the second game tomorrow, which tomorrow in our world is Saturday the 27th. To anybody listening to this after we post this, of course. It's four hours ahead of us. Oh, so that's not bad then. No, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad at all then. Mm -mm. That's doable. Then why do they play these NFL games so damn early? I don't know. Just because? Because they can, so they can get them in the in the morning. Because <laughs> they probably play like noon start time in London, which would be eight o'clock in the morning our time, which makes sense. That's about the right. right time of what we get it at. I remember yep. I'd wake up going to work for nine o'clock, and football would be on. I'd be like, oh crap, it's London week. No, you're 100% correct, because yeah. it's like 8 a.m. start times, maybe 8.30 or something, but yeah, uh, four hours, that would make sense, 12.30 start time there, I guess. Yeah. I, yeah, I gotta ask, yeah, I gotta ask you, though, so not a bowl game, so you can't count bowl games, because bowl games are like Super Bowls. What is your either most memorable or best experience college football game? Damn, you're going to say not a bowl game? It can't be a bowl game. like Because a bowl game would be like the number one for everyone. You can always have those as your one and then one double A, but um, okay. bowl games are always just like, they're givens. So I got okay, I got one. Because my second. best one would be a bowl game too, but it's the only bowl game I've been to. 
Right. And I'm not going to like, I can't call out one that I've been to um, just because I haven't been to enough, especially division one. I've been to UNLV. I've been to the Gophers. None of those games rise to anything who gives a damn type games. Um, I would have to say like I was out at the beach um, in San Diego at what actually is an Oregon duck bar watching Stanford versus Oregon when they were super evenly matched and Oregon just taking them to uh, the woodshed Um, out on the freaking patio like it was <laughs> like just beautiful night out overlooking the ocean and watching Oregon just take Stanford down um and they were evenly matched it was it was going to be Stanford or Oregon that year and it was Oregon in the Pac-12 so it was it was a fun experience that I guess that's the best I could give you for that question because going to games I mean, I'd have to go back to watching games in North Dakota, and it'd be Division Two football. So, yep. So going to games, I'm going exactly where you were going. It would be the first year that NDSU came back and played North Dakota after they went up to Division One, and we piss pounded them. It was such a good. Game. It was like a return of the nickel game. But, man, that was such a fun game in Grand Forks. It was insane. It was, like, super loud. It was probably the loudest I've ever heard it in that, you know, small barn. But, I mean, ugh, it was a cool game. It was a fun game. It was something that we weren't even supposed to be in type of thing because they're – well, they weren't the powerhouse yet that they, you know, were going to be in whatever their Division One, But um, they were still up before we were. So, it was – that was a cool game to be to be at – and then to experience or watch or hear or whatnot um, has to be our Byron Leftwich game. Oh, that, hell yes. And and just because hell it was just yes. like, it was one of those games that like neither one of us like planned on watching. It just turned into be one of those 11 o'clock at night games that just wouldn't end. And it turned into like, Harry watching this game. Yeah. This is, this is going to be something, isn't it? It's like, I think it is like something's, Something's going on here, and then it just turns into this like miracle of a game. Byron Leftwich hurt being carried by his teammates to come up to every play, and just no, it was outstanding. Let's let's go deeper into this because this is such a fun story. Because there are so many elements to this story. Um, like remember back when this actually happened. So we're back in high school. Um, you're watching it on television you're allowed to watch it and you're hitting me up about this like we talked about i was watching it earlier and like marshall was getting their asses kicked like it was not something that we need to watch too much but you kept it on and byron left which came up with this crazy comeback but here's where i want to really get into like how and maybe how old we are like literally, we were you were messaging me on MSN Messenger on computer, and was like, "Dude, this shit's getting real." Yeah, so through like, through pretty much dial up. Yeah, like so I had to <laughs> run to my living room and start watching this. Yep. Like 
This was not like a, a text. There was no text at that time. Like, no, this, this was, was signing like, in, hoping that you're online. Yes, this was like... <laughs> I don't even know if it was MSN Messenger at that time. It might have been AOL. Who knows? It might have. It might have, I don't know. Yeah. It was one of those. Yeah. But like, yeah, that's how deep that story goes. <laughs> but that is, man, I, I will never forget going back out there. And like, cause they were down like 52 to 14 or something at halftime. It, it was, was bad. Yeah. It was a like total that. beat down. And I was just like, I just kept the TV on because it was just like background noise or something like that. But, and I was like, something's happening. I'm like, they're coming back. You're like, no, they're not. I'm like, no, they're going to come back. He's like, no, just keep watching. I'm like, no, okay. All right, dude, they're down two. they They're down a touchdown. You better hurry up and watch this game. Dude, let's talk about how it ended too. Cause with that crazy comeback, they had, so Marshall could have won it in regulation and their kicker misses an extra point yep. to force yep. overtime. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, just unlikely scenarios the entire game. One of the greatest games I've ever watched. So, <laughs> for sure. But yeah, um, so that's where we're at. We we're, we're gonna do a college football preview show, basically for this, and talk other sports and other BS that we want to talk about. But uh, our biggest thing is going to be college football because college football week zero, I guess, starts this weekend. And then week one starts Labor Day weekend. So so let's let's actually talk about that. How do you feel about this week zero bullshit? I don't know. Like, I think it's always been a thing, but now they're labeling it. Well, like, there was always like the pre-weeks where like, you know, a few of the smaller schools would play. It wouldn't be the big head-to-head matchups like the ABC, you know, CBS type things, but they'll be playing like, you know, I don't know, Georgia Southern will have a game like a week before or something like that, a random one on like a Saturday. Yeah, but we have a literally like we have a Big Ten game. Yeah, yeah. No, it's this is like that's why I said they're they're making it a little bit different this year. Um, but they've called it something different before. It's just now they're actually having some bigger matchups during it. And it's nothing like crazy. No, it's it's not but here's I feel like you're stealing your own thunder, don't you? Like at some point, like I, I don't get me wrong. I want college football as soon as I can get college football. I'm gonna watch this, all day tomorrow. But this is like college football preseason. But it's not preseason with college. Football. Yeah, I know, I know. But it's not like you're not. It's not Alabama versus Tennessee week one. You know, no, whatever. You know, that's next week, which is Oregon versus yeah. Georgia. But yes, I. I don't, I like, I'm conflicted because, yes, I am absolutely going to watch college football, like, all the games tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be excited about it. But at the same time, it's kind of, it gets lost in the shuffle in a way because, let's face it, like, the what we're all looking forward to is next weekend, not this weekend. Yep, for sure. So I don't really know why they do this. Like I, it's like a little, like you said, a little preseason, like a little preview of what we're gonna get. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's. I've decided that I I'm conflicted, but it's not necessarily my cup of tea. I I kind of like having that big first day, which we're gonna have regardless. But like this one is kind of like. I don't know. The appetizer just makes you more hungry. I, 
I don't know. They're probably geniuses, and I'm just stupid. But oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, so let's talk about week zero, just because we kind of have to. Let's just get it over with. Absolutely. There's there's nothing crazy in here. There's a few matchups. The main matchup is going to be Nebraska versus Northwestern in Ireland. That's that's the matchup. That's the Fox matchup um, at twelve thirty Eastern. I don't know. It's it's cool. It's two Big Ten teams, but they are the they're the bottom dwellers of the Big Ten. Like Northwestern, every now and then has a good year. They usually fight it out. Nebraska's horrible. Nebraska has always been horrible. Um, they are one of those teams that still thinks that they're a competitive team because they won national championship in the nineties, and they're not relevant anymore. All right. So the people that are. Uh betting people that do like when we talk a little bit bang nebraska is favored by 13 yeah their line is all over the place what i'm seeing right now it's anywhere from like nine and a half to twelve and a half yeah it's a little ridiculous i kind of <laughs> i'm kind of for an overseas game that. yeah like for an overseas game i don't see I, I don't know. I This is college football. And once again, this is week zero. So it's like, it's really hard to tell what kind of teams they have, especially not knowing who they got rid of, who they got. I think they have a new quarterback that's coming in. I have no idea about the coaches or anything like that. I can't, I can't tell you two things about Nebraska or Northwestern. Otherwise what their colors are and what their team names are. And that's it. Dude, I don't even know how Nebraska and Nebraska Omaha are two different teams because they both have the exact same uniform. So, <laughs> yep, and it's Lincoln versus Omaha, which is not very far away from each other either. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but um, other than that, the other games in here is there anything else that kind of looks cool? Vanderbilt and Hawaii in Hawaii—that's fun. That's a late game. So uh... Hawaii's good at home. Gonna comment on this one because actually I'll I'll well let's take Hawaii first. Um and then I'll get into my other one. Okay. But what's um and I guess we're gonna kinda go down a gambling tam tangent because that's how you make these kind of worthless games interesting. But so what's the line on that Hawaii game? It's bad, right? Like Hawaii is a Oh, actually, no, it's not as bad as I thought it was. No, nine and a half. Yeah, uh, plus nine and a half for Hawaii. I'm taking Vanderbilt all day. And, like, I think that would actually make that game interesting because I think Hawaii's going to be terrible. So I think Hawaii's got the advantage at home, especially since it's a long ass trip to get to Hawaii. Um, Oh, especially from Vanderbilt, yeah. Yeah, Vanderbilt has a long distance to go to Hawaii. They're they're connecting flights to get to Hawaii. Um, Vanderbilt is also probably one of the worst teams in the SEC and always will be. Vanderbilt, the only thing that I can give them a shout-out for is that they they hooked up our girl, Sarah Fuller, on being their kicker because they didn't have any kickers, which tells you how good of a program they are if they didn't have any kickers. And then they get a soccer player out there to play for them. Um, so, and Vanderbilt is one of those teams that they could be such a a hot spot for recruiting, for people to come in to come see them. They're in Nashville, Tennessee. They're in one of the funnest towns in America. 
and nobody cares about Vanderbilt football. It's embarrassing. Yeah, last I mean, honestly, the last thing that anyone cared about Vanderbilt was probably Drew Brees, I'm guessing. So yeah, oh, no, for he's sure. for no, he's for Purdue. Yeah, Purdue, yeah. He's exactly. Mean, not even that's close. Yeah. That's yeah, so nobody cares about Vanderbilt. No, I but I I like the line. Um but I like the line where I think Vanderbilt still will cover that nine and a half. I just think Hawaii's that bad this year. Hawaii's got a new coach this year. Um, Hawaii's coach is uh, quarterback before. Oh, man, I'm trying to remember his damn name. And I'm trying to remember uh, the tragic quarterback's name. But the quarterback from Hawaii that had a tragedy, which I'm looking up right now. I want to say it's. The name is like on the end of my tongue, but he played right before him. Um, let's see. Oh, Colt Brennan. So oh, yeah. that's not the coach, obviously. That's the guy who passed away, unfortunately, which God rest yeah. his soul and all prayers to his family. Like terrible story. And we feel for you. Like I, personally have seen some stuff that in my personal life that I understand to some extent, it's an awful thing to have to go through, but the guy before him, that quarterback before him is now the Hawaii head coach and he set records with Hawaii. It's uh, something Chang. Oh yeah. Timmy Chang. Timmy Chang, yes. He went to yep. school with Marcus Mariota. Yep. Or he went to the same school as Marcus Mariota, not the same time. Yeah. Yeah, but, they're saying here that they're picked to finish last in their division. Yeah, they're supposed to be bad. That's why that nine and a half, like, <laughs> I really like Vanderbilt in that. <laughs> yeah, it's not good for them. And their division's not that strong either, besides Fresno State's good. Right. Boise State's good. That's pretty much it. All right. Well, good luck to you guys, the Hawaiian Rainbows. Um, Anything else looks good in here for me? Oh, I want to talk about UNLV. UNLV and Idaho State. Looks like a bobcat or a tiger or something. Well, here's where I like this one so much is that most of the books aren't touching it. The Bengals. Idaho State Bengals. That's weird. And this line fluctuates so much from the different books that makes it extremely interesting, like bet-wise. Because the Rebs are at home at Allegiant Stadium. One book has them at... Minus 25 and a half. One book has them at minus 26 and a half. Another has minus 26 and a half. So it's kind of. I see one for 21 and a half through uh, open, whatever, open Vegas Insider. Yep. That's what I was looking at too. I I think if you can get this anything under 25, you're almost guaranteed and i don't hate that 26 and a half to be honest with you mm-hmm. now with this said 
like we're talking college football preview, the UNLV Rebels are not going to be good. Like they're getting better, but they're not going to be good. So let's not have any beliefs that they're going to be in top. They've got the total at 53. That's insane. I don't think they're going to hit 53. It depends on how bad the Bengals are. <laughs> but they're yeah. both bad, though. They're both going to be bad. So, like, I see this being a kicking matchup. I think this is going to come down to the kickers. I don't think so. I, and the I, punters. The punters might be part of it, um, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> what do you got for some high-scoring stuff for the first week zero? 64 and a half Western Kentucky and Austin P. Yeah, no defense there. So, yeah, uh, as far as like good matchups on week zero, there's not much. We know this, but this is where this is the whole reason I brought up gambling on this one because it's the only way that you make this week actually interesting. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> so. Because gambling wise, I would look at that Wyoming Cowboys versus Illinois. There are places giving you 13 and a half for Wyoming. Like, actually, if that's FanDuel, FanDuel literally has Wyoming as a 13 and a half dogs. I don't know if Illinois is that good to get that. Actually, hold on. There's there's someone giving 14. Let me look up who's giving 14. There's a few 14s. Yeah. Um, Illinois is pretty good. What Illinois has been doing the last couple years, and I think they still have uh, – what's his face? Um, the ex-Bears coach. Oh, Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith. I think they still have him, and I think he's – He's doing good on recruiting. He's really doing good on getting like some good, quick like receivers in that team. I I think Illinois might kind of be scary this year. Like they're not going to be competing for a Big Ten championship or anything like that. But I think I think Illinois is going to be able to hold their own against the mid to the mid upper part of the Big Ten. Well, I think this game will be the, the proof. I think that yeah, this for will sure. be a measuring stick because. In theory, if what you said is right, they should cover this easily. 14, yeah. two touchdowns. Yeah, they should it, should cover be, that it should be an easy cover. Yeah, they should be an easy cover to be um, a decent team in the Big Ten. If they if they don't cover? Holy cow, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily think they cover, but, like, it's... But, yes, yes. you're right. As far as, like, if it'll... Illinois is what you believe they are. They have to cover this. FanDuel, FanDuel really likes Illinois because they're giving them 13 and a half minus 120, and they're giving Wyoming 13 and a half plus 100. Right, right. So, yeah, FanDuel definitely is liking Illinois right now. What about, so if you want to talk about, I'm sorry, I keep going down this gambling, like, uh, this gambling rabbit hole, but this one's just fun to look at. Seminoles are negative 43 against the... Is this week zero? 
Yeah, it's yep, tomorrow. It's oh, yeah. tomorrow at 5 p.m. They're 4 Against p.m. our time. Okay, yeah. I think what? it's 43. I mean, okay, they're they're going against a team that I can't even pronounce. Duques, right. Duke Cast, whatever, Dukes. They are probably playing from like some penal call league. Um could you ever touch that line though? 43. So I'm looking at their schedule. They have two games this year. Really? They play week one and week three. Florida State and Hawaii. Unless that's the only... Dude, I don't even know. I don't even see a conference here. Like, Vegas Insider has nothing for these guys. Yeah, I don't know much about this team, so... No, not not one bit. Let me see what CBS has to say about them. Yeah, and they're playing in Florida State. That's uh, that's a beatdown. Tickets start at uh, fifteen dollars if you're interested. <laughs> um, I don't plan on traveling to Florida just to watch uh, Florida State yeah. beat the shit out of some team. Yeah. I don't even know how to pronounce. They're their in the Northeast Conference, and I'm looking at these teams, and I don't recognize. Oh, there's Lindenwood. That's a hockey school. I know that. Um, Sacred Hearts. Doesn't help them in Merrimack. Merrimack and Bryant University. These are all basketball or hockey schools. So, um, yeah, good luck with your football. (laughs) Yeah, that's not good. Not good at all. All right. Getting off of, like, the gambling tangent that uh, I kind of brought us down. Like, let's talk about – I don't know if they're your team. I don't know if you classify them as your team. But let's talk about the local team here in uh, the Twin Cities, since that's where we live. Uh, Gophers, how do you feel about them? And, like, where do you think they're going to end up? And what do you think is going to happen with them? There's a lot so, of optimism in the area for them. So. There, there is. And that's the Minnesota way. So, I mean, I give them, give them credit for that. We open up against a team that we should – completely put the beat down on. We go against New Mexico State Aggies. We get to you know, take out Coach Kill and him packing um, from he was going to go to Minnesota anyways, but looks like he's going to. And Minnesota is minus 37 and a half, and the total is set at 56. And I see none of those being a problem for Minnesota for this game. As far as like how they're going to go throughout the season – um, their schedule is extremely easy. They've got a couple tough ones, as always. They're going to be going to Penn State for the whiteout game in October. And then they end the season versus Iowa at Wisconsin. Other than that, they are playing the worst, all of the worst teams in the Big Ten West. And they've got, I don't even know who their other non-conference is. Western Illinois as their other non-conference. So they've got an easy schedule. They don't see Michigan. They don't see Ohio State. They don't see um, Purdue. Oh, no, they do see Purdue October 1st. Um, they get to go to Sparty. That would be – that's going to be a tough game. Sparty's going to be a really tough game. And they get a Colorado as another uh, out-of-conference game. So I think they're definitely going to be up there. They're they're definitely going to be bowl eligible. That's a, that's a given for this team. Oh, well, yeah. Um, 
losing a few key players like Fahalele going to the um, Baltimore Ravens, losing a couple key defensive players, keeping um, a key running back and keeping a key quarterback. I think it's going to help the offense a lot for this year. Hopefully they can, they can make it click this year. Yeah. I, you use the words, hopefully like every, every show knows I'm not a, a gopher fan. They should know it by now, at least. Um, so I'm not going to use the word. Hopefully I feel like they're about an eight win team. That's about where I feel on that. Um, if they, you're right with their schedule, though. Like their schedule really helps them out. Yeah. However, I have a question, and this is a question for you. As I'm not going to call you a Gopher fan because that would be insulting. Because you're a Sioux hockey fan. You I'm an avid Minnesota football follower. But here's my question: Why? Does Minnesota hate Jerry Kill so much? So they didn't. They loved him when he played with us. They loved him as a coach. He was the the lovable guy. Um, people got mad at him when he didn't tell us about his seizures that happened that were a normal thing. And we thought he died for the first game of the year because he just like fell on the ground and we're like, well, Coach Kill is dead. And apparently he didn't let everybody know that, like, that's a normal thing for him. He'll go through seizures every now and then, and he'll just need a little bit of rest and he'll be fine. But throughout the season, all the years they coached here, even after he was done coaching here, even him um, leaving the team, it was not left on bad terms or anything like that. But then for some reason, he decides to go on either an interview or a podcast. I don't, I don't remember what it was. And he starts talking crap about PJ Fleck and saying, like, that's not the right type of coaching style. He thinks it's more rah-rah, you know, which some people think, but to for which no I reason, but, but to but, but to unprovoked talk about another gopher football coach in that light, like seems like yeah, what's the reason, man? If you're if you're a solid gopher alumni and you feel for the program and you you know you actually lo- like the program and you like coaching here. Why would you talk crap about the future coaches? Like it's an but, alumni thing. It's like a family thing. But that's I think that's my biggest question though is what caused him to do that? Yeah, that I have no idea. I I can't remember what it was. I don't know if somebody caught him at the wrong cuz coach Kill is a kind of different type type of animal. If you catch him at the wrong time, he'll talk and he'll say the wrong things and he'll say what's on his mind. Like he's not a Belichick. He's a completely opposite of a Belichick where he'll tell you what's on his mind, whether good, bad, or indifferent. Um, And I don't know if he was either caught at the wrong time or if there's some bad blood between him and PJ already, or if there was some, I don't know. I don't know how it went down. I don't know how the PJ flex signing went down. I don't know if he was, if he felt that he was kind of cut under the process or if, you know, he was stabbed in the back or anything like that. I, I don't know. I mean, there's possibility of it, but I think once he did that and he started taking stabs at the program after we felt that there was nothing wrong, uh, Gopher fans turned on him pretty quickly. But it is it shows dysfunction in the program, and like that's where Minnesota tries to hide that there's dysfunction. There's dysfunction in that program. 
Um, I'm not exactly sure where it's at and how it manifests itself, but there is obvious dysfunction. It, not, I'm not talking at PJ Fleck level. Like I'm talking like yeah. higher level. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But and then they're saying here, like I'm showing here that like you know, PJ's excited to meet Coach Kill and hand, give him a handshake at the end of the game. Blah blah blah. Um, I don't know where this where this beef is from. Yeah, neither do I, and that's that's why I asked you because I'm not a Gopher fan, so I don't pay as close attention to your team. But so it, he all left, of a sudden, yeah. there's serious beef. Like, he left mid season in 2015 for health reasons, so he wasn't even fired. He left on his own accord for health reasons. Um, is that true though? Like, uh, well, he says, I don't know. I don't think people know how devastating it was. Not college football. It was the people. My life has never been the same since I left. And then he finally got back into coaching. Now I think he has like it more under control. Um, in a place he promised in 2017 he would never step foot again. I won't be stepping foot back in that stadium. Stepping back at the university kills shared during a 2017 radio interview. Yes, yeah, so that radio comment sent shockwaves through Minnesota. The once beloved coach was beside himself after the firing of Tracy Clay's. His longtime assistant, there it is. His guy got fired. Extremely ticked off at the athletic trader, Mark Coyle. Kill swore he would never return. So it's deep. Like it's it was not- Tracy Clay's. It was the it was the athletic director firing his protege, Tracy Clay's, and that would be for PJ Fleck. Yeah, man, that's. In 2019, Coach Kill launched a series of personal attacks on Gopher Coach PJ Fleck apparently stemming from Flex comments about having to rebuild a Gophers program that was in Kill's eyes a gold mine. Wow, that's I'm sorry coach Kill but uh you didn't bring the program to how far as PJ brought the program in the time that he was here. Like we had a bowl game against Auburn. We had a chance of playing for the Big West champ or for the Big Ten championship if we were to beat Wisconsin that last game for college game day, which we choked away. Okay. I Coach Kill never got us anywhere close to that. Well, let's that also pump up the program. Like and Coach that. Kill had better players. Coach Kill had a lot better players. Let's not get crazy with the pumping up the program that hard, though. Like, and pumping up PJ. Like, I guess you can because do you love the well, guy? You think the not every program, not every program is going to be national championship robust. There's different goals that you set for yourself, and if you get a Minnesota team that could be in contention for the Big Ten championship, that's huge. Yeah, but let's. That's look huge at, for the program. It is. It, it. I'm not trying to take that away. You're yeah. right. That is a big deal for. A Minnesota program. It's huge. Like, it's it's ten years of recruiting right there. Especially if you win the Big a Ten football program. Yeah, but you just said it though. Ten years of recruiting. That means it took ten years to get those guys. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying it gives you ten years of easy recruiting. After that point, you win the Big Ten. That's ten years that you you will be getting top prospects, just trickling down because of what you did that season. Okay, I got you. Yeah. At the same time, like, yeah, no, I agree with all of what you're saying. 
you're you're dead on. The one thing I don't like that you keep saying is if oh we if we would have beat them. If we would have done this. Like Yeah, okay. Even even not that didn't do it. Like, that season was the best go for season that I have seen in my life. That season alone was the top team that I've seen Minnesota put out there. So I besides I, the Eric besides the Eric Decker team that got hurt. Here's here's where I'm one hundred percent on your side and it's not even close. That was the best mm. season I've seen them play. Like yep. the, the Golden Gopher team. Yeah. However, there is a however with me. It's who'd they play? Like, and I know they, they had a couple good wins, but we upset number two Penn State at home. Yeah, but look at what happened to them <laughs> afterwards. They just fell apart. They weren't even they shouldn't even been ranked at the we end took, of the year. We took the wind out of their sails. Well, that's that's a I, when you lose when you lose that game, you're like, our season's, our season's over. You know, you lose that game and you're like, our season's over. Because they were going into it as national championship robust. And you lose that game and you're just like, it's sometimes it's kind of hard to get up after that. Okay, I, I guess I can give you that, but yeah, and like I said, I already gave you this definitely <laughs> your guys' best season. Yeah, for sure. But so, but I still don't understand. Like that's a lot. That's kind of harsh for what what really took place. Like I still don't understand the complete severity of it. There must there's got to be more in the background between the athletic director and Coach Kill. Oh, absolutely. There has to be. Like, that's why I asked you the question because it's so weird how it went down. Mm-hmm. Like, like this kind of came out of nowhere for me. Like, I was watching, I was like, whoa, Jerry Kill hates <laughs> the goal. We'll never come like, back to Minnesota. Happened? Yep. Like, but now he has to. Like, and he tried just to get out of the it. Odds, the odds of that scheduling happening is just, is just crazy because this is his first season with them. So that means we've already we've already picked the team years in advance. Yeah, and there's no way he's getting out of it. So no, no, not when the amount of money the team's going to get for playing this game. Yeah, so it's just wild. I had to ask you that question because it it came up, and I was like, "This is weird." Like, yep. I have to ask a Gopher fan what exactly is going on on this for sure. I don't like calling you a Gopher fan, though. You're a fighting Sioux no, fan, so for sure. But I am a Minnesota football follower. Okay, so where do you want to go on college football? Let's talk, talk about, about my team. Let's talk about my team. Okay, let's talk about the biggest matchup, probably in the year, yeah, for college I, football. I want to talk about. One thing ahead of this, you want to talk about a team and like, obviously this is my team. So like, I'm going to tell it, but you want to talk about a team that doesn't seem to give a shit like that. They're just going to take the bull by the horns every year. They started last year against Ohio state and they starting this year against Georgia. <laughs> yeah, like, they're like, Oh yeah, let's bring it. Let's just, you know, you want the top teams. We'll play them. Dude, it's playing week one. It's it's I see the rock like literally there. Just bring it. Like yeah. it's 
Yeah, I I love it. Like, and we did it last year. Like, this is the fandom in me. Like, we did it last year. We could do it again this year. Mm-hmm. Good team. Lots of fast wide receivers. Quarterback controversy that I have no idea how it's going to work out. <coughs> we have a five-star recruit versus Bo Nix, who is an SEC quarterback <laughs> to start. And they haven't even named a star yet. But... <laughs> It's, I, man, it just, they could be a really fun team this year. And even if they lose the first game, which I'm not, I don't like saying even if they lose first game, because I don't expect them to, like, it's not, I don't have any negative attitude on that, but this team is going to be interesting. Like it's going to be, they should own the Pac-12 realistically. I can't see anyone else in the Pac-12 coming and getting Oregon. And I think it's a testament to like Oregon's what they do. Phil Knight, obviously like pumping money in the system. Like the facilities are beautiful. Like they have everything they could ever want. And now they have uh, a Georgia coach like that won a national championship last year. So it's a, it's a pretty impressive situation where Oregon's sitting right now. What do you think Rhodes? Oh man, like I think Oregon, I give them so much credit for doing what they're doing. Like they're like, okay, just bring it type of thing. And the fact that they can play Georgia week one, you know what? I I love that because let's face it, these SEC teams, like their gears really start rolling when they're in like week seven, eight, nine, something like that. So it's good to like smack them in the mouth before they even know what's going on in the season. And I can see Oregon definitely taking the upset on, on Georgia. I am. I think week one is going to be crazy because I can see Notre Dame putting an upset in Ohio state also. Oh, five I versus would, two. I would love to see. I'm excited oh. for that game too. That oh, ruin, Ohio, game. ruin Ohio state season in the first game. That would be so great. Just no, great. No, but that's not how, the way the committee works. And yeah, I know. Is- I know. It's the way that it goes. They're going to give them the full whatever meal deal on it. Which is fine. Like, if you lose one, okay. Like, because I think that is part of an issue with college football is you lose one, your season's over. Yeah, you lose two, your season's over is what it should be. <laughs> yeah, correct. But, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of one-loss teams in the top ten this year. Because that's going to be – I mean, Ohio State, they're going to be playing through the gauntlet anyways. Georgia, Alabama will, you know, go through the gauntlet, play each other. I think they're scheduled to play each other. Um, Notre Dame and Clemson, like, they're four and five. They're in the same conference or whatever they – Notre Dame's independent, but I think they've got a game against Clemson. Yeah, they, they seem to play a lot of a lot of good teams. So Georgia, I Georgia Alabama, like if they're both good, they have to play each other because they'll they're different. Yeah, they'll play each other in the SEC championship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, week one looks pretty cool. Um, I'm actually gonna give you a surprise week one excitement that I'm excited about. Yeah, and that's and that's going to be in Lincoln, Nebraska. Come again? <laughs> yes. So, 
Labor Day weekend. Actually, and I will give you this even bigger of a surprise. Labor Day weekend, I will be in Lincoln, Nebraska for the Nebraska Corn Tusters game. So, who are they playing? And who are they playing? No other than our own alma mater, the University of North Dakota. They open the season against Nebraska at home. That's my upset alert. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so that's going to be – I actually didn't even know about it until like a couple days ago. I was looking up stuff for this episode, and I was like, holy crap, UND is playing in Nebraska. And I go, I go, hey, Google, how far is Nebraska? (laughs) It's like, that's six hours. I'm like, I'm not doing anything that weekend. Okay, I'll drive to Nebraska and um, go – watch a football game and hope for the upset of the century. And if not, uh, be able to tailgate and probably, you know, pretty cool big 10 stadium in big red. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Like that, mm-hmm. that's definitely something super cool. Uh, upseller. I, I hope for it. <laughs> I am obviously a fighting Sioux fan, but Ah, I don't know about that one. But... Oh, it's going to be a long shot. I will I will give you that. Um, and actually, let me look up. What is the... I don't want to take this. away our integrity of like our, any of our gambling talk. So there's, yes. I can't really just say, yeah, that's a good idea. No, it's not a good idea. But... <laughs> Let's see if I can find anything here. But you did press it on long shot. Like, it is a long shot. Um, Oh, for sure. Definitely going to be a fun game. North Dakota is getting better um, each year. Recruiting is getting better. Um, So, it's definitely growing in North Dakota. So, Yep. Yeah, there's no odds out yet for this game, but there will be. We'll talk about it probably next week then. Um yeah, so that's going to be kind of exciting. I'm looking forward to, even though they say the campus is dry, everybody that I talk to says that the tailgating is not dry. So you just can't buy at the stadium. Rhodes, our campus was dry. How'd that go? Well, yeah, but here's the thing. Our campus said it was dry, and then yet the arenas were technically not on campus. So <laughs> as a technicality. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, nah, I mean, our dorm was dry. How'd that go? Oh, it was not dry. It was definitely not dry. <laughs> so it, it was, it was soaking. <laughs> so, on the topic of college football, unless you have more games you want to talk about, there's another part of college football that I would love to talk about. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to play some college football music while we talk over this. So, rankings. AP yes. rankings. Like, how do you feel? Like, where do you feel wrong? Or where do you feel you got it right? Well, here's the thing. The, the rankings, from what I can tell, they... Love the SEC as always, okay. and they love the Big Ten 
and shocker, those are going to be our power conferences, our mega conferences, probably the only teams that are going to compete for national championship in the next couple of years when all is said and done this whole realignment of college football teams and whatnot. But, man, can the Big 12 get a little bit more credit for what they do? Because I don't, I don't like the way they're ranking the Big 12 teams. Well, here's the fun thing that I think is interesting. You brought the Big Ten. The Big Ten only has two teams in the top ten. The Big 12 has three. Yeah, but I think that they should be higher than where they are. Oh, wait. No, I messed that up. Excuse me. There's only two Big 12 teams. There's a yeah. Pac-12 team in there, so... Yeah. And Utah is going to eventually be um, shown as a hoax. I don't think Utah yeah. is going to be the team to be in the top 10. So eventually they're going to get out of there. Um, Oregon will take that spot real quick. So. Oregon will jump up there. Baylor will jump up there. It's going to. It's all going to come down to like these these uh, conference championship games on who actually makes it top 10 and who doesn't for like the Big 12. Well, do you agree with this Ohio State being number two? Like, I don't agree with that one. I actually don't even agree with Alabama being number one. But So here's here's the cynical person in me. Right now it sets up an Alabama versus Georgia national championship. Weird. Uh, imagine that. Imagine that. And that's why Georgia's not two. That's like, I hate it. I hate, I hate the fact that like, I'm already looking forward on what a final BCS prediction could be because of what they set it up as for the AP. This isn't even BCS, of course, but this is AP. I just don't know why Georgia's not one. Yeah. I mean, they go deeper than I do, but like, I don't understand why Georgia's not one. I think Georgia must have graduated some guys because Alabama got 54 first place votes and Nick Saban was interviewed and he says he never puts a first place vote on his own team until week three. He says, until then, we haven't shown anything to anybody. So he gave either Ohio State and he probably gave Georgia the one. He was one of the three coaches to give or three, whatever, to give to Georgia. So... I'm, I don't want to be a dickhead, but also at the same time, like if anything is going to have us go viral, it will be my opinion on Nick Saban. Nick Saban's such a piece of shit. And so, like, I don't trust or care about anything he says. I like I, this, this theme because of uh, good old JR. Oh, uh, yeah, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to JR. <laughs> yep. Oh, we got to go to wrestling suit tonight. Oh, of course. Some really interesting stuff to talk about wrestling. Yes, but for sure. I will continue on my diatribe. It won't be long about Nick Saban, though. Nick Saban stepped over a player having a seizure and just disregarded him when he was the head coach of the Dolphins. I don't know, in my mind, morale-wise, how you can ever come back from that, in my mind. Like, you're just a shit human being. So, fuck this. I think, I think, to be in, 
I think to be I, in the position that Nick Saban is in and to be in the position of like that much of a, I don't know, that obsessed with winning and whatever, you, you have to be a dick. And that's a dick move by Nick Saban, of course. No, but stepping over a player and having a season. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying it was, it was, I'm not credit, you know, discrediting or anything like that, but yeah, just like. He's a horrible person, but he's also a horrible person. Um, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that one. Yeah, no, I know where you're going with it because I, I actually like somebody could have been like there could have been a a pit of fire under him and he wouldn't pay attention because he was watching the other team's defense or something like that. Like he probably no, was no, so fixated. This, no, this he didn't was see hap- it. no, this was happening in the back of and there was trainers there in the back oh okay dolphins facility so oh yeah well that's just he's a horrible human being yeah no he is it's (laughs) what it is and that's why that dude could just go buy one but yeah like you're not gonna like these coaches that are bought of terrible coaches like like the Jim Harbaugh's and everything dude Jim Harbaugh wouldn't do that so, no, he do he do a lot of other stuff, but he wouldn't do that. And, yeah, it's yeah. too extreme. Like so, <laughs> but that's my diatribe on Nick Saban. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, anything else on the rankings that sticks out to you? Um. Uh, yeah, there's a couple things that still stick out to me. Um, USC at 14, I think that's way too high. That is really weird. Like, because it's not going to be a a two-team Oregon, USC, both making it to the top 10. Right, well, and then also Miami. Miami being 16 seems high. Yeah, that's a little weird too. Arkansas nineteen. Come on. Yeah, that one. I, that, Come on. That feels like a SEC push. Yeah, I was gonna say like I put you know where's Vanderbilt then if Arkansas is gonna be up there? Where's Mississippi State? Right. At least Mississippi State is like entertaining. Like Arkansas had one good game against Alabama last year, and now, now you think they're king? Yeah, good jokes. I, yeah, I mean, exact same boat as you. Like, the ones where I think they got it right, Oklahoma State, I think 12 is a pretty decent spot for them. Mm-hmm. Michigan at 8? Nah, I don't think so. Yeah, Baylor's always a good 10, 11, just barely cracking the top 10 team. Yeah, I realistically think Baylor should be somewhere around 15, 16 area, but that would also conclude to Miami should be way lower too. So yeah. I think Notre Dame should have been four. I think they should have flipped with Clemson. Man, you really got it for Notre Dame right now. I do. They're they are my they're my dog to win the national championship this year. Which five, I guess, isn't much of a dog, but it's a realistic. It's a realistic dog. And I'm not going to disagree with you that Notre Dame and Clemson should be switched, like at all. Like, mm-hmm. 
Clemson, I don't know what exactly they've seen so far that makes them, I don't know, so on their high horse, but maybe it's just because of how shitty of a conference they're in. But... And, like, I'm looking at Notre Dame's schedule, and it's not a tough schedule, which is good, but it's not good because maybe they just won't move up from four. Like, that might be – they might be stuck at five because their ranked teams are Ohio State, BYU, and Clemson, and USC, and ends the season. But, like, I don't know if that's enough for them to move up. So it would be if those teams they would were have all to be undefeated. The yeah, they'd have to be undefeated, and all of those teams, those ranked teams, would have to stay ranked. Because I don't, don't know, think BYU is not going to. Yeah, BYU is not going to stay ranked. I don't think USC is going to stay ranked. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be they're going to have if they pull off the upset, they'll have one upset against Ohio State, probably move to three, and then they keep winning every game. Clemson will Clemson stay at? Four, I don't know. Like that—that'll be their national. That'll be their game. Their play-in game, pretty much, would be the Clemson game if they stayed undefeated. Clemson, and if not, if they don't, they have to run the table to make it in the top four. Clemson's a curious one to me because I don't know much about this new Clemson team. So, yeah, they didn't show much last year. At, so they're gonna have to do something or show someone that makes me think that they're four, but. Clemson doesn't seem like they belong that high. Yeah, that's weird. Someone knows something I don't have. <laughs> exactly. There's, there's somebody, there's some there's more insiders that know more stuff than I do right now. So exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, I think otherwise going through the ranks, like, yeah, I'm still shocked that Utah's ahead of Oregon. Even being a homer, like even be, but being a gambler, I still will take an Oregon over Utah. Um, otherwise, like I'm a little surprised Baylor's as high as they are. I would expect Baylor to be a little bit lower, but otherwise, that's I guess that's that's my that's my opinions on. Oh my goodness. I don't know whose school this is, but this is aggressive. The song this is this is Hook'em Horns, Texas. Of course it is. This is this is aggressive. <laughs> of course it is. Yep. All right. Let's see. Let's look at college football playoff championship odds features. That sounds good. I want to go with this because this has got some. I mean, your Oregon Ducks are plus twelve thousand. That's awesome. <laughs> yep, we'll take that one. That's, that's worth a that's worth a fifty dollar bet right there. That's that money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Alabama plus one ninety, Ohio State plus three twenty, Georgia four twenty five, Clemson twelve hundred. Dude, Notre Dame plus six thousand. Oh, there's my there's my bet there. right there. There's my bet right there is Notre Dame plus six thousand. Oh, holy t- cow! Perfect timing to plug that 
the Norm Still Sucks podcast will be broadcasting live from Las Vegas on the weekend of October, Halloween weekend in October. Yeah, October 28th through the 31st, we will be live in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah, we'll be there for hockey, we'll be there for betting, we'll be there for drinking, we'll be there for eating. We will be covering all of it for you guys while we're there. So, good time to plug that. Yeah, I like that Notre Dame bet. That's, that's a fun one. I might have to get on that one, too. Yeah, there's, I mean, nothing really else sticks out that crazy. Like, Michigan plus 5,000, but Michigan's a joke. USC plus 2,000? Like, where's this team coming from? I, I think it's dude, it's the coach. I'm pretty positive. Right? The odds like change because the coach because of betting actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, it's the gambling that's people are putting money on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, then I better hurry up and get some money on it before Notre Dame starts winning some games. Right. <laughs> I need to drive down to Iowa. On I can just stop. Oh, I can stop to Iowa on the way to Nebraska. There we go. Actually, can you bet Nebraska? You might be able to bet Nebraska. I might be able to bet Nebraska. Let's see if there's sports betting. Well, every state but Minnesota has it, so. By the way, the Norm Still Sucks podcast is absolute advocates of sports betting and should be legalized in every single state. <laughs> I know you hear it from all the potheads that want we legalized. We're, we're, we're going to push it same way, but we want to um, gamble. Get this. Land-based sports betting in Nebraska can now occur, but it can only be done at casinos, which are not yet built in Nebraska. <laughs> So not yet. Well, uh, Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> casinos are coming, I guess. Well, about Kansas City, Missouri, because you could stop at Kansas City, because you gotta go there to go to Nebraska, anyways. Basically, like online sports betting in I Nebraska was. is le- Okay, online sports betting in Nebraska is legal, but only when using the proper websites. For example, online sports books are not allowed to operate in Nebraska. <laughs> You can gamble. We just you just have no option to do it. <laughs> this might be some of the dumbest shit I've ever. So it's unregulated as of right now. Um, okay, once once casinos go. are constructed, <laughs> all right, Iowa it is. No, no. Did did you check? How about Missouri? I'm not going you to Missouri. Just go Kansas City, Missouri. Because you gotta go down that uh, interstate. You'll be right there. Have you seen a map? Yeah, I've driven it. So you know Missouri is so you know Missouri is south of Iowa, right? Yeah. Okay, and Nebraska is west of Iowa. Yeah. So I go from Minnesota through Iowa to Nebraska. Ah. I never, I never touch Missouri. Missouri's down there, dude. I'm thinking of Kansas. My bad. <laughs> Kansas is also south of Nebraska. Nebraska is just south of South Dakota. No, I know Kansas, <laughs> Nebraska. That's what I was talking about. Oh, okay. You thought, where, you thought Nebraska was Kansas. Yeah, yeah okay. Gotcha. I, <laughs> Nebraska and Kansas got mixed up in my mind. Yeah, so. okay. <laughs> yeah, because I would just – I would drive to Des Moines and then go across to 
Omaha, I think. Oh, oh, that's an yeah, and then Lincoln. Too. Yeah. This one is aggressive. Oh, this is the Arkansas Razorbacks. Number 11. Number 11 in this college football fight songs. All Sports Central. I didn't know they were ranked. I think they were, I thought they were just going in random order, but apparently we're going to hit the top 10 pretty soon. So look forward to that, guys. Anybody listening on the Norm Sucks podcast? All, all, all 12 of you. If, yeah, exactly. If there's still 12 of you. Shout out, Pakistan. Yes, <laughs> Pakistan. Keep listening. We got you. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think – do you have anything else you want to cover on college football? I, I for, really uh, don't. I, we got over, we got over an hour on our special, so that's pretty good for a college football special. And now we can start tangenting and fill up the rest of the episode. Not to mention, like I'm kind of sick of hearing some of these college songs. So at least got ten left. This is Clemson. This is aggressive. Like... We'll go for a little bit of each. Oh, number nine. We got to listen to number nine. No, this is mine. Florida Gators, baby. Alright, so actually, that'd be the last question of this college football segment. How do you feel about your Florida Gators this year? They're going to be horrible this year. Um, I wish I wish I could say differently, but I think I don't think they're going to be very good. I don't think they're going to be competitive. Um... I don't know. Do they still have the same quarterback from last year? I don't know. I wish I did. I feel bad about saying that they're my team and I know nothing about them for the season until I start watching. But I don't think I don't think they're gonna do anything good. Here's a here's a one for you. Oregon. Oh yeah, like the song as soon as we started it just played. Me. Yeah, number seven. We score a yeah. lot, so that's true. I had to pause it because there's an ad coming up. Oh. This is probably one of the most recognizable college football songs. Number six. Ohio State. The Ohio State Buckeyes. Fuck them. Number five. USC. Well, I'll be on the record saying fuck them too. Yep. At least they're West Coast though. West Coast, best coast. Okay, number four. Michigan State. I don't recognize this song. It's aggressive, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good song. 
it gets the people moving. And I'm pretty sure I know what the top three are going to be. Yeah, they're going to be annoying. Yeah, number two is definitely – number three is definitely annoying. It's probably something I walk away from my television when it happens, so I don't hear it. Michigan. Hail to the victors. Oh, man. Number two. I did not see this coming. Who is it? I'm going to wait for it to start. Kind of aggressively awesome. This is Nebraska. This is what I'm gonna be hearing live next week. Interesting. Yeah. And I guess I guarantee number one's Alabama. That's happy. Yeah. Oh, just to conclude this segment. Oh, it's not. Oh damn. It's not. Please tell me it's the one I was gonna say. Ah. Rocky Top. Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. Good. Just to conclude this segment, play <laughs> one more because for all those gamers out there that play as sports gamers <laughs> that played college football, NCAA college football for EA. Yep. Play the Virginia Tech, or not Virginia Tech, Virginia, their song. Because that's the only reason I know their school song, and it's a good one. It's pretty sick. It's it's kind of old school. It's definitely a song. Where did you learn Virginia's fight song? I know from the game, but why? That's, yeah, that's not the song I'm thinking of. What song are you thinking of? It was... Really not fun. Oh, that wasn't it. Look up the good old song and play that and see if it is. Because honestly, Google's being a pain in my ass right now. University of Virginia, good old song. Yes, this one. Yes, this one. I love this. <laughs> Isn't this like the New Year's Eve song? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I like it. I like it. Yeah, see, that's 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 my favorite. That's not Oregon. So, 
Oh, okay. Gotcha. And, I, and the only reason I know that is from college football, NCAA college football, EA. Bring it back. All right. Good transition times. <laughs> what do you want to move on to? Um, if you don't know, I got one. I'm going to go hockey for you right now just so we can go something quick and something easy to change the subject with. Beautiful. Okay, so have you seen the latest signing by your Vegas Golden Knights? Yeah, Phil Kessel. Fat Phil, man. Get, get yeah. your hot dogs ready for him. <laughs> That's great. And he's going to wear number eight. So he took out the 81, so now he's just going to be number eight. Uh, he can't be 81 in, in Vegas. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. Yeah. So he just went to eight. Um, he's been kind of just sitting in Arizona just like – fading away and turning into dust. Like, do you think he's actually going to be able to do something with Vegas or do you think he's going to be kind of a, a one-year rental for, for cheap type of thing? So I like him. I it's He's a dirty golfer, but I like the dude. You're, you're giving, and you're also giving two different questions. Like, so I can't answer them both together. Is he a one-year rental? Probably mm-hmm. like, I don't think he's going to do much more than one year, but is he going to do something with Vegas? I think that he's a sneaky good signing. Like he gets he's, points. He's he's he gets points. Yeah, he's he's going to contribute on this team, and I think, and he's literally not a high price player on this like that contract. Uh, it's I thought it was a great signing. I love the signing. Um, one year, I, like I said. As far as your question about if he's gonna like just be a one year one, yeah, probably, but it's a good one year. So, can we keep Fat Phil out of the buffets in Vegas? Can we stop calling him Fat Phil? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine, Phil Kessel. Can we keep him? Oh, can we keep him away from the strip clubs? And can we keep him away from the buffets? Dude, you're not keeping anyone away from the strip clubs. You just gotta regulate them. <laughs> okay, are we gonna be able to regulate? Are we gonna, we're shout, in. shout out to all the strippers in Vegas. Like you guys work yeah. hard. So yes, North Sucks podcasts. Yeah, they support you. So who will be? Who Your mom's not gonna handler. like that part of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Who will be his handler on the team to make sure that he makes it to every game and they have to go find Phil every day before practice? Uh, probably Marsh, though, or something. <laughs> You're on Phil to be this week. Marsh slap him around each week. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I think it's an interesting interesting sign. I'm glad to see him get out of Arizona. Um, I'm glad to see him go to a more relevant team. And I hope it's not his last hurrah. I hope it's just a another stepping stone for him. I think it's a good signing. It's it's Vegas not spending a ton of money but getting a ton of value. Mm-hmm. Um, how they use it, I, I believe they'll use it correctly. But at least they have the opportunity. I don't know. I it just seems like it's a win win for Vegas in this situation. So yeah, you know, I'm happy about it. Like there's nothing that upsets me about that signing. And he sells jerseys, and he's a good personality. And like I said, he's a dirty gopher, 
but I respect him as a hockey player and he's a really good dude too. So I think, uh, I think Vegas definitely won on, on this deal. Agreed. And yes, fuck the Gophers, but (laughs) (laughs) there's, there's not many Gopher players that I can say that I have like mutual respect for the Kessel family and Blake Wheeler. Those are the two that I really, I really respect out of the Gophers organization, which I don't want to, but I kind of have to. I'm still going to say yeah, like that's why when we talk about these things, we guess like I'm gonna make it a point to say fuck the Gophers because I hate that fucking team. So. Yeah. Hey, me and like, my dad got tickets for the Gophers and North Dakota series the week before Vegas. Jesus, that's gonna be fun. That's in Mariucci, so that's gonna be a good series. Oh damn, I could go to that game. There's like no <laughs> one that shows up to them, so yeah, there's plenty of tickets, man. You can probably get right next to us too. I'm sure it's plenty available. All right, well, that might be a thing. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> All right, yes. Okay, what did you have next going on for the agenda? Uh, so, hockey-wise, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Minnesota Wild. And this is not me being a dick, I promise. Like, this is just me, like, trying to figure out the agenda for the Wild. You, you seem to always kind of context this and then it turns that way. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like, you know, like bless your heart. You're like, bless your heart. Now I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want to. <laughs> well, I honestly don't have anything bad to say. I just, I'm curious as to like, if you have any insight or like, if you're listening to, because you follow a little bit more Minnesota media than I do. Do you have any insight on what they're doing? Like, is this just stagnant like we're just gonna rely on Kaprizov or so I think that their plans we've, we've circled this wagon already like two times in the last couple weeks. I know like, and no, I'm still wondering because nothing has changed. That's exactly my point. I guess but why it's, should there something change? He's got the lineup that he wants going into the season. Everything is set in stone. Like I don't see any roster moves at all happening until the season starts, even if okay. that so this is it. This, this is it. This is our roster. On. This is our roster going forward. Hundred percent. All right. Um, I don't. Yeah. There's gonna be no. There's gonna be no late signings. There's gonna be no blockbusters. There's gonna be. I mean, this is all. Once the Talbot thing went down and we cleared cap space and we got everybody else that we needed to hit the cap, there's nothing else that's gonna be done from now until the season for the Wild. All right. Well, that's all. And, and I mean, going forward, I don't know, you know, injuries or, you know, whatnot or player performance that could change, but this is going to be our, our game one roster right now. All right. That's all I had. Like, I just had to check in with you guys because I, that I'm not as a wild fan. So I have to check in. Yeah. But- and it's, that's understandable too. Cause there's always like the week of the state fair, there's always some weird wild news that usually goes down. And it's not happening this year, but it's I don't see it happening. I think this is what we've what we've got and everything's all the chips have fallen. We're not we're not above the cap, so we don't have to worry about making last minute moves or last minute signings. Our AHL squad and ECHL squads are full. So I think we should be good. Things should be ready to roll. I'm interested to actually to talk about Wild. I'm interested to see if my boy Zane McIntyre is going to get some games 
in the NHL with this new guy that they signed from Ottawa. Um, if he's not performing or if he's just still too green to be a day-to-day backup, um, I think it'd be cool to see McIntyre come up for a few games. He's a yeah, good goalie. He's a good kid. Kiefer Falls boy. Yeah, as much as I don't like the Wild, I would like to see Zane McIntyre get a couple games here. Yep. This next season. Good dude. Awesome dude. Uh, he played in the Beauty League um, this summer, too. I got to see him play a couple games, and he's a solid goalie. I mean, I think I think the future is bright for him. He played really good in Iowa, um, and I I could see him making a crack in an NHL roster. I hope so. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. But, yeah, that's, that's what I see for the Wild. So, um, no news is good news, I guess, for right now. All right, sweet, because I have a great pivot to your mom question. And actually, <laughs> did we have did we have a mom question? Yes, we are we are pending two mom questions right now with no answers. So we have we have two in the works right now for mom questions. Okay, well here's new mom question. All right, so we're still trying to figure out a mom question for Road Dog's mom. I I guess I would have to ask her if she had to drive an electric car or a gas vehicle, which one would she choose? Ooh, that's a good question. I like that. So um, with the price of gas right now, if you were able to have your vehicle be electric, would you pick electric or would you be still more reliant on gasoline right now mom yeah i like yeah. the question yeah it's a good question okay cool so we got a couple mom questions pending whenever she gets to hear the episodes one of them is out second one will be out shortly third one will be out shortly after that so mom you no, got some well, homework to do and you got a lot of stuff to answer for us and i'll have to write them down because i'll probably forget just, them all the answers yeah we're rolling episodes right we're rolling episodes right now like we're actually like ahead of schedule right now and that's that's not normal for us at all <laughs> All right, Road Dog. So, segueing at baseball, let's talk a little baseball. Baseball. Okay, so it is almost baseball season because <laughs> it's almost it's almost September and October. So we're getting closer to the uh, baseball season startup. So let's look into the MLB standings. The Central Division, the Guardians, are up four on the White Sox and Twins. The Twins have lost six straight. The White Sox just lost one. And it's a three-team race for the Central. Right now, Guardians just have to not choke it away. What do you think the Twins are going to look like for the rest of the season going forward? I know we talked about this a little bit because of their upcoming schedule looks tough. But four games out, I mean, they're still still there. I honestly think it's over for them. Like, I'm not planning on watching – October baseball with the Minnesota Twins. Um, it, they are it, up. They're up eight nothing right now in the fifth against the Giants. What's that actually going to matter though? As long as the Guardians <laughs> hold their own, yeah, it, it's kind of. I mean, they have a chance because they do have lots of division games this next month, but the pitching is terrible. I. The coaching is terrible. Like you're only allowed to go four innings in this offense or defense, yeah. but so I, I just don't have much hope for them. Um, it's really why I wanted to bring it up because I really wanted to pose the question, Hugh Rocco Baldelli. Like, what are we doing? 
how Fire he handles Sam, pitching situations. Like, uh, yeah, I, I would like to know. Gone, right? How long can we hold on to this this hope of this coach that knows how to play baseball other than other people do? Like, I, this analytics stuff is not working for us. It's not. It's not. We don't. We either don't have the players for it, or we don't have the staff to coach the players the right way into this system. It's one or the other, or it could be both. I think it's both. And I well, think it falls it falls on the coach on not being able to get that team together for his style. Agreed, 100%. And, but his style, like, I don't know how, especially, like, yes, it's straight analytics that he's going with. Like, he's going with the analytics on a pitcher seeing a batter a third time. Like, that's the big analytic with, his pitchers. He has pitchers being lights out for four innings with like only like 60 some odd pitches. And he's pulling them because he is wants to see hitters a third time. It's. I can't get over how pissed off I am out about it. Like to some extent, because I don't know. Like, I mean, we're not that old, but we're old enough to know that. That's not how it used to be. And Verlander, look at Verlander. He's still out there winning Cy Youngs. Like, he might win a Cy Young this year. And they're not handling him that way. So, I, I'm i kind of disgusted with the team. I kind of don't want them to make the playoffs because I'm sick of how they're handling all of their personnel at this point. Like, Buxton doesn't play Sundays. Like, Give me a fucking break. He's not that <laughs> yeah. big of a diva. Like, mm-hmm. give me a fucking break. Like, I, it, I'm just sick of this team in so many levels. But Rocco is where I'm really, like, that's that's my starting point with the pitching. The thing with that is, like, okay, so you start talking about, like, this whole whatever. Pitcher shouldn't see them a third time. You know what? If you got a damn good pitcher... I want them to see him three, four, five, because that's three, four, five strikeouts that they're going to get on these guys if you have a good pitcher. Well, how many times did Jack Morris see people in game 11 or inning 11 in Mm -hmm. game seven? Like many. Well, I mean, so I'm looking at right this this, is Sandy Alcantara. So he has the most complete games and the most. Whatever strike uh, innings pitched, and he's doing just fine. He's got he's got a shutout. He's got three complete games. He has the best WAR for pitchers, and he has 176 innings pitched. What team? Come does on, he play for? Miami. <laughs> Miami's doing better than us. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. But I mean, it just—it just doesn't make sense. Like, if you have a good pitcher, I understand if you've got junk. If you've got a guy that's like super easy to read and pick off, and he's not that good of a pitcher, yeah, you may not want to see him a third time. But you don't want to see him a first time either. Like, if he's that bad, if you're a good pitcher, yeah. If you're dealing, like, I don't know why you'd leave. (laughs) Yeah. There's enough, there's enough pitchers that have went, you know, for possible perfect games and 
possible complete games and possible shutouts. And if it's working for them, it's got to be, it's got to be a good idea to let your pitcher go seven, six, seven innings. That's not too much to ask. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. Like, I, and yeah, and looking looking at Twins' record, I mean, they're four down, but they've got so they've got six now at home, three against the Giants, three against the Red Sox, and then it's done. They have six away in a row, actually seven, three against the White Sox and four against the Yankees, and then they get three at home against the Guardians. That's gonna, I mean, whatever. Season's done. Yeah, Rock, Rocco's done. That's the part I hope is true. The season done, I know that's true. Yeah. But the Rocco part, that's what I'm hoping is true because I don't know if it is. Like, mm-hmm. you never know with this stupid team. But... Yeah. Did you hear about the schedule change for next year? No, I did not. Okay, so they're going to do it like the NHL starting next year. So every team plays every team. Oh yeah, I didn't know about yeah. that. Yeah, and then that it's going to go CBA. Yeah, it'll go down from like sixteen games to like thirteen games that you play, you know, division opponents or something like that. Um, I think it's cool. Like, I understand it sucks in hockey because it takes away. You know, we talked about this before. It takes away the rivalries and the you know the actual animosities because you only play your division opponents three or four times. But when you're playing 182 games, there's plenty of a schedule to go around to get all of your rivalries in and then also be able to give the you know away fans a treat of being able to see all these different teams come to their city. So I don't it grows the game. It grows the game. I don't want to be a dick about this, like, but I'm going to be. Cause I've disagreed with interleague play ever since it started. And I'll tell you why. Like, when I was a kid, and this is when I, like, I was five years old when I started loving (laughs) baseball. But, like, one of the cool things was that the World Series matchup were two teams that never played each other. Mm -hmm. Like, it was, like, just this weird thing where, like, you had two different leagues almost that ended up coming together like in the world series and like it made it more intense like i it's not the same anymore i mean there's lots of reasons it's not the same anymore because baseball is what baseball is at this point but i yeah, really how many teams make the playoffs and yeah yeah like but back then it was it was intense because they never played each other so it was like always really cool so it's it's watering it down. I guess it's cool because of where we're at, anyways. But is it as cool as like what it used to be? No, not in my opinion. But yeah, whatever. It's <laughs> it is what it is now. Yeah, baseball's going to baseball. I guess at this yeah. point, <laughs> it's very true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I think it's a a necessary evil, especially for the teams that maybe don't get many fans, you bring the Yankees into town and it's, it sucks to have to say this, but like you bring the Yankees into 
Tampa and you'll get a lot of Yankee fans in there and they'll, they'll sell some tickets for Tampa. And it, it, it helps the league in a sense, whereas it's more, more revenue being made, but it also doesn't help the home team because they're not getting the home crowds and everything like that. And then you get to the, almost the NHL effect of it or the Blackhawk effect where like teams like Nashville are actually only allowing people with a Nashville zip code to buy regular season tickets in the, in the major markets, not in the secondary markets. Because they're they're afraid of other teams taking over their arenas. I agree 100%, but what it means is baseball has a serious issue. Baseball does have a problem. Baseball is going to have to figure out what this problem is and how to fix it before it gets to the point where like, they're going to just start – they're not going to have fans, and it's not going to be – it's not It's not going to be one of the four major sports. It's going to, it's going to lose to soccer eventually because There's, soccer it, is it's huge It's losing right the hockey right now. Yes. Like, yep. And I'm not disparaging hockey, obviously – Everyone who listens to this podcast knows I love hockey, but it's losing to hockey, and hockey is not a national very, sport. Yeah, it's not yeah. necessarily <laughs> the, in the top four. It's definitely four. Yep. So uh, yeah, it's just it's disgusting. That's actually the main reason I wanted to bring up baseball is just because of how disgusting baseball is handling their stuff. But yeah. Another thing I wanted to talk about because I think it's fun and our <laughs> listeners do listen to us. Because it's my week. show and I do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> it's your show. And well, I our start, show. It's our just, show. It's our show. <laughs> and yes, but I do I mean, whatever like, the hell I this, want. This is, this is the Norm Green Still Sucks podcast and we do whatever the hell we want. <laughs> and you can't talk. do anything about it, Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk some wrestling. Wrestling. All right. Dynamite. Gotta talk about it. It's some of the awesomest but weirdest shit that I've seen in a long so time. So you remember me talking about the dynamite that I was at? Probably yep. one of the best wrestling events I've been to outside of a WrestleMania because that's a special thing on its own. But man, did they flip 180 on this dynamite and completely crap the bed on that episode? I just, I, I, I'm not, I'm not talking negative to, to the AEW part, but man, something felt really, really weird this week. Really no, weird. I so where I disagree with you, but also agree with you, is I thought the show was amazing. The CM Punk <laughs> and Moxley situation. That what? was where it got weird. Yeah, like, if you guys I, want, we can play the whole match for you because it was three minutes. Dude, and Mox is not a wrestler that wins in three minutes. So, And Punk had, is not a guy that gets squashed. He's not a squash wrestler. Which, there's something. Like, what? that That's the main thing I wanted to talk about is, like, something was weird about that match. The rest of the show was awesome. I thought the show was great. That match was weird. See, and that the match tainted the entire 
episode for me. And that's why I'm, I was against this because of that, that finish, that setup, that everything that they did to do it, they promoted it. They, they made it a week early to have it in Ohio, Mox's home state instead of Chicago, Punk's home state, you know, home city. Like they were setting, they were setting up for something. And then what happened was nothing. Yeah, it, it it felt like this is what what drives me crazy because they knew what they were doing. So something happened or something is going on. Something like, changed. Something changed from when they announced the match to the match taking place. Something but, had to happen. Do you think actually I don't even know if it's that. Do you think that it was a CM Punk situation? Because obviously we've seen CM Punk is like and this has been running rampant. I'm not going to run with it. I'm just going to bring it up. But Punk has been known to, if he's not the top dog, he doesn't care for it, and he bitches. Is it that, and they're just trying to get rid of him for a little bit? Or is it literally just CM Punk's not cl- like necessarily good to wrestle, and they just wanted to have a match to quickly get rid of him for a little bit longer? Like I, I, it's it's so perplexing. I just don't know. Like you and I have been watching wrestling since we were little kids. Like yep. figuring out the storyline, how that match went down. I just don't get it. So here's here's where this is. This is where following from everything that led up to this, to the match, to the end, to now this backstage whatever new video that we're gonna see tonight well yes actually add, add that hangman page part of it yeah yeah yeah. so that too and the hangman page thing and the heat heat between him and hangman page and the heat between triple h bringing up the old you know whatever um the old punk the one thing that i can say most certainly in my opinion is that it wasn't an injury it had nothing to do with an injury um, they could have held if, – if he was not ready to go, this match would have never happened. This match would have never been promoted a week early instead of at a pay-per-view, where now they have nothing for the pay-per-view. Like, they're going to have to scramble. I, I would they're, 100% agree with you on this. Yep, 100%. so if it, was, if it was an injury, they would have held Punk off. There was no reason to bring him back early. There was no reason to get this match over with. Moxie was doing amazing – as the champion, not the interim champion, but the champion, and he could have held it for another six months if he had to, or he could have started feuds with Hangman, or he could have started feuds with, you know, with Jericho again. You know, maybe Jericho wanted a rematch or something. You know, whatever. It was a good match between them. I don't, I don't see Jericho not getting a rematch or whatever. AEW's fine with kind of just promoting people to put in his championship matches. They would have been just fine with that. The fact that he came out, had a three-minute squash match, and overplayed an injury. He overplayed that injury. Punk quit. Punk quit on this match. I think he was told, you're going to be giving up the title to Moxley. Um, yeah, this, is, this, this is my version of AEW's Montreal Screwjob. And what I think is that he was told you're going to give up the belt to Moxley in Chicago. And he says, let me give it up to him in Cleveland. And they're like, okay, fine. We'll move it up a week. We'll say you get back. 
We'll have a really cool dynamite episode for the title. Moxley will win it in his home state. It'll be, you know, an hour long match. And they set it up for an hour long match because they started the match at eight o'clock. They right. set it up for an Iron Man match. It was like, oh shit, they're going to go the distance. They're like, they're like, we have an hour until TV time's out. We're like, holy shit, this is going to be a hell of a match. And Punk decided, in my opinion, to take his ball and go home. And he basically faked an injury and told Moxley, I'm done, pin me. And Moxley basically had to carry him for the three minutes and win the match and basically just get a screw screw job match. So I I think that's what happened. I actually can totally see that. That actually is that totally makes sense to me. However, and I think it's going to bring back a heel punk if punk ever comes back now. Well, that's where. So this is where I have issue. What I say could be a work or a shoot, and I don't know which one it is. (laughs) See, that's why I don't think it's a work anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I really don't because, like, I thought with the Hangman Page thing. I thought that's just a work. Everyone's being a mark, like going overboard with it. Yeah. But that match, like, and what you're saying is I uh, very much correct. However, I do take a little exception to uh, your Montreal screw job comparison because uh, it's not that. Like, well, it isn't. It isn't that. I wasn't saying it was the. It was Tony Khan screwing over Punk or anything like that. But I'm that's saying what it that, was. But that is what the Montreal Screwjob was. Correct. Well, was it's Vince this man screwing over. But this is CM Punk and his ego. This is CM Punk saying that this is his Montreal Screwjob. Yeah, but that this it, is it, this it, is Tony Khan taking the belt off of him, trying to make him lose in Chicago, trying to do all this, and then they come to an agreement, whatever. To you know, it's it's not the. It's not the same though, because it's not it, the ending. It's not the ending of the Montreal Screwjob, but it's the setup. It's, but it's of the Montreal yeah, Screwjob. It's, it's not the same because yeah. Vince went in oh, yeah. and made the rules. Where yeah, it's all this is all on Punk. This is all right. on Punk on how it happened. Punk decided to be a baby and not a professional, and not actually give a good match and not lose the respectable way. The way that they planned it, probably the way that they probably put on a show, because there's no way Mox would be coming into this for a three minute match. Well, no, I and I think so. This is where, like, and I wonder what you think on this. You've watched Mox's matches. If if Punk knew he had to give up the belt, do you think he wants to fight Mox the way might Mox fights? Like, I I don't see Punk as a guy who to lose the belt is going to get bit like to bleed. Like that's how Mox's matches go. So I don't, I don't think it's that. I think it is 100% CM Punk throwing up middle fingers to Tony Khan on a decision for him to lose the belt. He's like, fine. You want me to lose the belt? It's kind of like the, the Hogan fall down type of thing. But that's but that's exactly what I'm saying though. Like yeah. you think that CM Punk wants to go through the torture that uh, a John Moxley match looks like. But here's when he's the thing. gonna lose the belt when he doesn't even think he should be losing the belt. Like, but just think of the credibility he gets to put on that kind of match. 
Yeah, and that's, that's where you think get about that. That's where you get to be a professional. That's where you can you can put on a sixty minute match, an amazing five star match, knowing you're going to lose. Yeah, but that's also where, from many sources at this point, they say that CM Punk's not willing to go. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he is. They shouldn't ever put the belt on him in the first place. Then agreed. But I don't know if Tony Khan knew he was that guy though. Yeah. So I mean, if that is the situation, like, mm-hmm. but all signs are pointing to that was not the planned match. That was not the planned ending, and I think that it was a hundred percent on Punk because even when even when it did end, it was awkward on how Moxley was trying to have to get him up for the second uh, finisher because I knew that Moxley wasn't going to pin him after one. He had to get him for the second one because he at least had to make it seem like, you know, Punk was done because he was hitting the, he hit the elbows on him. Punk probably would have submit on a, on a, you know, submission at that time. But Moxley had to carry the match for the full three minutes. Like Punk did nothing the entire match. Dude, Mox, Mox was confused. Mm-hmm. Like it That's what I'm saying. He, wasn't, he, he didn't confused. know this. He didn't know what was going on. And this is, Punk probably did not tell anybody what he was going to do, well, and he decided that he was going to go out there and he's gonna he's gonna get hurt, he's gonna fake an injury, and he's gonna just drop the title. And like everyone, I, I would think you know especially, but like I think a lot of our fans know. Like I am a big John Moxley fan. Like have been since he was Dean Ambrose even. But you know, as a wrestling fan, like when two people are not on the same page where like someone's confused. Yeah. Like they don't understand what you're doing and CM Punk's supposed to be the guy who does like, he's supposed to be the professional. Mox looked confused the entire damn match, like almost the entire damn match. Like he really didn't know what Punk was doing. No, it was, it was such a weird match. And like, I talked to someone, I actually, I would have had him on if, like, we shotgun this uh, this episode a little bit because I had some scheduling issues. But uh, I had someone, or I know someone that was at that match, and they said the same thing. They had, it looked weird. Mm-hmm. Even the announcers, when they called it, they were just like, "What was that? <laughs> like, what the hell just happened?" Yeah. And it wasn't like it wasn't like oh Moxley dominated him like it wasn't even a match like it was just like what the hell just happened here? Yeah, I mean, we no, booked this for an hour. It was like they had to they had to stall the rest of the the rest of the night too. Like and that's why I wanted to bring this up is because like you and I have watched a lot of wrestling. Like I bring it up all the time like, about how we watched it since we were little. Like this was weird. Like you could feel the weirdness mm-hmm. like watching it. It. It just was bizarre, and that's why I wanted to bring this match up because it was bizarre. Like it wasn't uh, it because it was bizarre in so many different ways. Because we've seen bizarre matches where like people basically just lay down to give up the belt or whatever, give up yeah. something. This was not that. This was just so weird. Yeah, there's there's something a lot more in the background of this and I'm pretty sure it's it's punk and his ego and 
him not wanting to lose the belts. I mean, it's not a it's not a career ending injury like a Daniel Bryan, you know, if well, we thought it was career ending injury or anything like that. Like it's your foot. Like even if it was still injured, you could go through it. And if not, you would have waited to have your match. So yeah, it's, there's a lot more to this. Yeah. And- I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be a while. Like and I and I know that like AEW, they're probably gonna try to like spin it the best they can and make it into a, oh, he wasn't ready, you know, we shouldn't have gotten him out there and get injured this soon, and and then he's, he's going to go away for a while. Like, we don't know when we're going to see Punk, and I don't know if we're going to see Punk. Yeah, and there are going to be so many people that call us marks that they're just working us. Yeah. This is not a work because it's not no, in their sure. favor. Like, mm-hmm. that match was crap. Yeah. And, and it, that's not and it their ruined favorite. their pay and it ruined their pay-per-view. They ruined right. the chance of having a, a great pay-per-view match as a unification match. So there's something to it. Like we're yeah. not marks for thinking that yeah. this is crazy. Like he dropped like he basically dropped out of the pay-per-view and they're like, okay, fine, you have to drop the belt. He's like, fine, I'll drop it on dynamite. And then he's like, fine, I'll go walk in there and I'll lay down for Moxley, basically. That's what he did. Like mm-hmm. that was Three minute match. It was like yep. it was a pointless match. Disrespectful. Yeah, it, it was disrespectful on dude. I punk pulls that shit on me. Disrespectful to the fans. Disrespectful to his opponent. Disrespectful to wrestling in general. Like it's yeah. It's I horrible. was gonna say it. Like the person I I'd be most pissed off at is Mox. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. It make, makes him look bad. Oh yeah, it, it looked like a terrible match. Like it, it Mox like had looked stupid in a way. Like yeah. not on Mox's fault or anything, yeah. but just the way that Punk yeah. Punk didn't sell anything. What it what it reminded me of was the the last few matches that Legion of Doom had when he was on his cocaine vendors, where nothing was right and like everyone was carrying him the whole time. And they had to drop the belt somehow, and they just basically squashed them to whatever money to give them the belts. And it was just, it was hard to watch because you're just like, that person's not even like trying to put on a show. It was but that was that was substance abuse, and that's not. I mean, whatever. I'm not going to say anything about Punk with that, but right, you know, Punk right. just that's that's attitude. That's basically his attitude that affected that match. Well, that's that's the main thing I'm getting to. Is like, is is Punk just the asshole? Like, I mean, I get that WWE is also the asshole. Like, don't get me wrong. I know WWE's yeah. an asshole. Yeah, they both like, can be, though. I was gonna say, yeah, <laughs> is, is Punk just as big of an asshole? Also, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I I didn't understand that match. Like everything that's come out with him, like, and I. Obviously, we don't know what's real, but like him calling out Hangman kind of sounds like him just pissing all over the place, and then him dropping the belt the way he did and not putting on a good match. Yeah, you're right. It's just it's it seems like ego. Like he's just Mm -hmm. pissed. Yeah, he just like quit, and he doesn't have any right to be pissed. Like he got the belt put on pretty quickly, and quite frankly, he's. Okay, I'm not gonna try to piss off too many people, <laughs> but he's not that good of a performer in the ring. 
Like, not now, not currently. Mm-hmm. Like, his, I've watched his matches. They're boring, half of them. <laughs> like, at least Mox, like, makes people bleed and shit. Like, it gets crazy, but I don't know. It's, it was something that rubbed me so wrong that I had to bring it up in our podcast. <laughs> like, put it that yeah, way. Because sure. it was awful, but. We can move on to other AEW or WWE, whatever you want to talk about wrestling, or if you want to move on. Um, let's move on. There's really not much right now for for anything new on wrestling that we didn't hit before. I mean, it's doing awesome, and AEW is awesome, and WWE isn't, so it's really the weekly uh, episode that we get anyways. No, basically, yeah. <laughs> um, I have another thing here that I wrote down a while ago. So this is actually something I posted on our Twitter the other day. So this is a extension of the Norm Green curse. And it is now hitting Minnesota basketball players. Whereas a while ago, Paige Buckets, Paige Beckers, got hurt Uh... in a pickup game before she gets to go play for UConn. And she ends up hurting her knee, and she's out for the year. And now just yesterday, number two overall pick, Chet Holmgren, gets injured by LeBron James in a celebrity uh, pro-am basketball tournament in the West Coast. And now I think the Oklahoma Thunder are going to be in tank mode to get another number one pick for next year. And Chet Holmgren is out for the year. So what do you think about the Norm curse now hitting our top Minnesota basketball stars? (laughs) Give me a second. (laughs) Let me clear my throat. (laughs) All right. So hitting our, our basketball players. Um, isn't this kind of like par for the course when it comes to our basketball team too? So isn't this already started? I mean, we could have took Seth Curry and we took two guys that aren't, aren't even in the league at this point. Um, when Johnny Flynn and whoever the fuck else we oh Ricky Rubio, Ricky Rubio I guess is in the league <laughs> still, but barely. Um. I, it's, I feel like it's par for the course, to be honest with you. It's just the norm still sucks curse. It's it just the norm sucks. I mean, we just norm curse. Like, yep. it's still it's prevalent. It just is what it is. It's I don't think this basketball part of it is different because like I just pointed out, like the Timberwolves have been had this curse like and uh, I do, uh, and I feel bad for Bex because, damn, she's good. But, mm-hmm. but uh, honestly, it's just par for the course. Like, I mean, I guess if you are going to be a good athlete, don't grow up here. It's just, it's just so get you. It's just so weird for it to happen that close together of each other, and it's literally our only two. Minnesota-born basketball players right now, for the most part, 
are, or at least our biggest known right now in the you know top rookies or whatever. That I mean, they came, they they played like you know whatever AAU games together or something like that. I guess her and Chet are actually really good friends. Um, Did they grew Chet, up like in the same school, I think. Didn't Chet play for uh, Gonzaga? Chet did play for Gonzaga, yes. I thought so. Yeah, yeah and then she then Paige is UConn. Down. And I think this is her second season with UConn. This was gonna be her second season. This is gonna be her UConn, second season but... with UConn, yep. Yeah. And that sucks too because she's she was the main star for UConn and I mean they're always in national championship contention, but I think now this without her it's gonna be an uphill battle for for UConn women. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, just or, just or, happen, yeah. like pick Shout up games. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for it to happen and pick up games like weeks away from each other is just just crazy. And I mean, they've talked about. And I heard it on K Fan too. Like they're like, are they gonna outlaw all these pickup games? I was like, you know what, dude? Teddy Bridgewater's knee exploded from him sneezing pretty much on a field. Like you're get you get injured when you get injured. Like there's a you're when your time comes, your time comes. Whether you're in the grocery store or working out or doing a, it's you know, called shit game, happens. it happens. Yeah. You're going to get injured either in the game or in practice, or you're not going to get injured at all. Like, and you trying to take precautions from it. Like, I don't think it's going to affect anything at all. I, I agree. 100%. Um, yeah. Yeah. Totally on, on your marker on that shit happens. Yep. You can't control it. Like as long as you're not reckless with your with your life, then it if it happens, it happens. You can't really can't really play scared the entire time. Otherwise, you're not going to be a professional athlete. Yeah, it's not like Ben Roethlisberger is, driving yeah. a crotch rocket like at 100 miles an hour down the street. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, so that was it, that was interesting. But it still is it. Let's stress this because this is the whole basis of our podcast. Like this is Minnesota luck. Like yeah. Norm, ever since Norm sold the North Stars, this is the luck. Like yeah. so maybe we can thank them. Maybe we can thank Paige and Chet for taking the hit for this year in basketball. And maybe the Timberwolves can actually do something this year now. Dude, I we got Rudy know- Gobert. You know what my favorite part of this <laughs> podcast is? Is seeing if, it, if the curse gets broken while we're alive to actually do this podcast. <laughs> like, I know, like, because I, mean, I don't gonna, know if we can break it. Like, I don't know if it's ever going to be broken while we do this podcast. Like, I'm yeah. not going to lie. Like, that would be the best. Our best episode ever is if the if the would be our last episode? would be our last episode. Our last episode would be our best episode because it would be like the curse finally gets broken. And they'd be like. Well, now what do we do? <laughs> It'll be like the Truman Show where it just ends. <laughs> Dude, we'd have to start a new podcast. Yeah, exactly. The same. Yep. <laughs> but it's just, the thing is, is we think about this, but both of us are thinking about this as like such a dream. Like we don't believe yeah. this is ever going to happen. Yeah. It's like the Cubs, the hundred and some years. Yeah, it's well. <laughs> think about it this way, like, okay, so I saw, and I hope I don't offend people by bringing up this show because the show is kind of highly offensive to women at times. 
So I apologize, but I'm watching Home Improvement. <laughs> yeah. And I saw, like, so Randy goes and, like, he goes to a hospice and, like, he's helping out Randy, played by JTT. Um, goes and helps out this older woman that's in this hospice house. And she says she plans on living till the Lions win a Super Bowl. <laughs> and he, he said, well, you're going to have to live for a really long time. kind of how I feel like as a Minnesota yeah. fan at this point. And that show aired a long time ago, too. Yep. <laughs> and at least she for, at one point. <laughs> she should have shot for the division then. She would have had a better chance to say the division because, you know, they've won it like once in like the last 30 years, so. Yeah, but just that's how I feel about Minnesota sports. Yeah. Like I, I don't feel like we're even close. I, I know there's some people that think that the Vikings and the Twins are close. I don't think so. I mean, the Vikings could be, but they're not this year, and I don't think they're making the right moves to. I, I guess we could talk Vikings right now because we've already talked Twins. I don't yeah. think the Twins are anywhere close, but we could talk no. some Vikings right now because. How do you feel? About, I, I just don't see them as a team that can win the Super I mean, you picked them and you have a $100 bet on it to win the Super Bowl. But I don't think you believe that. And you're just playing the field, basically, because you know the field will probably win other than the other two teams. Um, yeah, and I just figured it'd be good odds yeah. and be a good win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but like, what are we doing on the Vikings? Like, do we have a Minnesota sports team that could win a championship in the next year? And if we do, tell me which one. Um, but start with the Vikings if you think they could. And be honest about it. I don't think the Vikings can win a Super Bowl this year. I want them to. I'd like them to. I would be ecstatic if they proved me wrong. But I don't think that if I was to pick one out of our four teams, it would not be the Vikings. It would be the Wild. Okay, so I can agree with that, but let's continue with the Vikings for a moment. Um, Do you think the Vikings can win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins at quarterback? Super loaded question, but super loaded question. I I think they could, but I don't think they will. Now, the reason I said that I think they could is because of what happened in LA. Is that Matt Stafford won a Super Bowl with LA? They would need a team like LA or they would need some other situations to just fall into their lap for Kirk Cousins to win a Super Bowl with the Vikings. I don't think it's likely, but it could happen if all things were aligned and the stars aligned the right way. So I'll I'll push back slightly on that. Not a lot. Um, cause I think you're right as far as like all things would have to align, but I don't like the comparison to Matt Stafford because quite frankly, Matt Stafford's a better quarterback. 
And oh, I, I agree. Yes. And then also second, Matt Stafford's more of a gamer. Like, I don't care. I saw that dude like break his hand. I remember Dante Culpepper was so pissed off. And this is like old school. Like, I can't remember how long ago this game was. Like, it I don't even know where I was living. But I remember Dante Culpepper was on the freaking Lions, backup quarterback. And Matt Stafford possibly broke his hand. Comes out. Dante goes in. They call timeout. So then Matt Stafford goes back in the game. Dante's pissed because he actually wanted to play. They're like on the two-yard line. It's going against Cleveland Browns. And they do a shovel pass. And Matt Stafford wins the game with this just perfectly executed plays. play. Like, I don't know. Matt Stafford's a gamer. I just... Don't see that in Kurt. You're looking up the game, aren't you? <laughs> no, I am. Uh, I'm looking something up for her. I need to double check one thing before I make a very, very bold statement. A hot take. <laughs> a very, very hot take. I need to. I need to do a little bit of research real quick. No, no problem. Um, if you're gonna make a hot take, I appreciate research being behind it. I think all of our listeners do too. So, in my my new studio. So, those of you that are listening, like I've now set up my office to be my studio for these these things and. Also, actually, while he's doing research, I'm going to plug my other podcast. So the Bets and Brews Club is about to launch. We will have an episode tomorrow, um, mainly going over gambling and beer, obviously sports gambling. Um, But Bets and Brews, it's let me give you the exact handle, as I always am terrible at. But I believe it's just Bets and Brews Club. Let's see here. It's Bets and Brew Club or at Bets and Brew Club on Twitter. Find us. And then also same thing on YouTube. So Yeah, for sure. Um, so my hot take. Here we go. Yeah, I'm excited. Like you, you built it up now. Like now, I'm really just jacked. What we got? I just had to double check on something, but I think that this team that we have in front of us would have a better chance at winning the Super Bowl with Case Keenum other than Kirk Cousins. With the, right. with the players that we have, with the players around us, I don't know about the defense yet. I don't know what this defense is going to be this year. But I think with Jefferson and Thielen and Dalvin and Madison and everything else that we have on this offense and with the coach, with an offensive West, West Coast-style coach, I think we have a better chance with a more of a gunslinger type of take risk type of quarterback than with safe Kirk Cousins. 
I'm extremely conflicted with that uh, <laughs> take. The reason why I'm conflicted is I actually agree with part of your point. I do agree a gunslinger might actually be a better fit right now. At the same time, I can't sit here and pretend that Case Keenum is the answer versus Kirk Cousins. Like no, but I had to. I was going off of Minnesota quarterbacks. If I had to replace him, like of course we're not going to be able to get you know Cunningham or Culpepper from you know that day into here. It's not. It doesn't translate. But to get into a recent quarterback that we've had, I feel that this team would be better having. Keenum in than Cousins. So then maybe we should have went and got Baker. Because Baker's a better Keenum. Or Teddy? And not on the Teddy train. I love Teddy, but he's not. So Baker's a cancer. I, I really I really don't like Baker as a player, yes. But there's some there's something that's not I don't know if he just rubs people the wrong way or if he rubs like administration the wrong way or what it is that there's people just the I don't teams know. just don't like, like him. If, <laughs> if, if, his team just doesn't like him. If Baker could bring an attitude to this team, this team needs an attitude for sure. Like so, it, well, it's there, but it's not being led by the quarterback. No, there's no attitude on this team. There's no attitude. Like there's there's a a Fortnite attitude with the JJ stuff, but like. I, there's no attitude to this team. Yeah. Like you bring Baker Mayfield, like you're, t- and, and as long as people like him and adapt to it, this team has attitude. Like, so no. I think that's why the Panthers liked them. Yeah. So I, I, I think he's going to do really good with the Panthers too. I yes, I really wish we would went and got Baker Mayfield. I really do. Like it's I've been and you know me and honestly I think in this podcast I probably brought this up multiple times, but I want Baker Mayfield on our damn team because we need that edge and I think Baker Mayfield's a pretty damn good quarterback. I did not and full disclosure, I did not think when he got drafted he was that good of a quarterback. But watching him in the NFL and I like like the just go fuck yourself type of attitude that he has. It's it's what you need in the NFL. So that's that's to, that's me reminiscing on how much I want Baker Mayfield that we didn't get him. <laughs> you want to hear another hot take real quick? I love it because your this first one like, was good. So. I'm going I'm going down the woodshed right now and like the Vikings are going to be very upset that they didn't get Matt Ryan because he's going to put on a clinic in Indianapolis. Cause I don't think he's done yet. I think it's just the Falcons just wore him out. Okay, I think he so- just needs a better team. I think it's like the, uh, like the Stafford, like Matt Stafford. I think, I, I, was I think he's going to have another rebirth. I don't think that's a hot take. I actually think that's a really smart um, and not like just crazy thought. Because Matt um, Ryan's a good quarterback. He's a really good quarterback, but man, but, the Falcons just suck. But here's here's my <laughs> biggest question for you. 
the like, and this is where I get hung up on what you just said because I like I don't think what you said was wrong. But do you think he's Baron Kirk Cousins? Like, I that's where I would get hung up on that because I don't know if I think he's Baron Kirk Cousins. Well, here's the thing: I don't think we need somebody better than Kirk Cousins because, and this goes back to everybody talks about it. He has good stats, but you know what? That doesn't do shit for us. I want yeah. a guy who wants to take some risks. Matt, Matt Ryan, Ryan takes risk. Matt Ryan also lost the Super Bowl. That is the largest collapse in Super Bowl history. So, and that's true. And you know what? That's that's on him, and that's on his coaching staff. He also but, lost it to the goat too, but correct. But he also has been a absolute fantasy stud every season, no matter what kind of team he has. So what you're saying is you would take Matt Ryan over Kirk Cousins. This season, I would take Matt Ryan over Kirk Cousins with the team that we have right now. So, and I think I think that Matt Ryan is going to have better numbers than Kirk Cousins this year. That's my hot take. Okay, because I so, think Matt Ryan's numbers with Indianapolis is going to be better than Kirk's numbers with the Vikings. Here's my hot take because I don't think people are going to believe that I would say this, but I don't know about the numbers thing. But I would actually take Matt Ryan over Kirk Cousins. Like I had to drill you on it a little bit, but yep. no. If I had a choice, I would take Matt Ryan over Kirk Cousins. Nice. I like it. So not a hot take as much as you thought it was. But yeah, I, I would definitely take Kurt or uh Matt over Kurt, like easily. Yeah. So now if you want me to be honest, I wouldn't take either of them. Like I'd rather have someone else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like like beggars can't be choosers. Like yes, I would rather have you know whatever Derek Carr. I'd rather have you know any of the AFC West quarterbacks, or I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers. But we're not getting those guys right now. It's oh, not hell happening. Yeah, dude, I would take Aaron. <laughs> I, would, I would take Derek Carr over both the people we were talking about. So yep, yeah, for sure. There's 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 a certain tier Herbert so yeah there's a certain tier of quarterbacks that we are that we can see and the rest we can't see so so my wife has a funny um concept and I think she's actually (laughs) ironically correct on it um so basically she said the only way that the Vikings win the Super Bowl is if they can somehow find a way to sign Tom Brady. I mean, she's, she's not wrong. Like Tom Brady, yeah. where he goes, he wins. That, but I see, I see. There's absolutely no no possibility they could ever get Tom Brady. No, there's no po- fucking possible way, dude. Tom Brady. Just... The only way that they would play, he would play with the Vikings if the Vikings moved <laughs> to Miami or something. Yeah, yeah, something else or Tom Brady's house. Like but the Tom she, Brady but I think she's if, right. If though. he owned the team, I think the only way is if he owned the team that they would win the Super Bowl. Because yeah, we'll he's not playing for him. We'll just sell Tom Brady the team, and then he can play for them. Like that's part of the sale. One year. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, that's it's the Vikings. I. I literally think, and I don't know how you feel, Road Dog. and maybe we don't need to feel this way, or maybe we shouldn't feel this way just because 
it's like no hope because we're in our 30s. I I don't know if the Vikings are going to win a Super Bowl while we live. Like, do you think they do? Like, I mean, I I just don't know if it's going to happen. And the Vikings are like I've seen a Twins championship, so I would love the Twins to win the World Series. Yep, but I've seen it. The Vikings, I have not seen, and well, no one has because it's never happened. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So there's so many people who died just wanting to see a Vikings <laughs> championship. Do you think That's we're so going to be those people? That's so sad to say that, but yeah, you're very true. I don't. God damn, this is going into how long I think I'm going to live. It's sad too. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I I I think there's a chance only because a lot of things change in 10, 15, 20 years, but also a lot of things have stayed the same. I think there's a chance, but I think it's a very slim chance. So you think it's likely we're going to die with the Vikings not having a Super Bowl? Yes. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. So, which is it's super depressing for everyone that's listening to us. Because, however, everyone listening to us, remember this is the Norm Still Sucks podcast. We are talking about the Norm Curse, and we're basically just believing the curse exists. And yeah. And yeah, I, I don't see an end to it. It's just, it's miserable. But <laughs> I want to give you, I want to give you some stats right now. Okay. Because stats are fun, right? Well, of course, they're always fun. Araco Baldelli. Okay, so Matt Ryan, career completions, eight thousand and three. Kirk Cousins. Oh no! Okay. 5,242. Kirk Cousins, 2825. That is 66% versus 65%. So close on percentages. Yards. Yards, Matt Ryan has almost 60,000 yards, 59,735. And Kirk Cousins has 32,593. So 60% less. Um, 7.7 versus 7.5, pretty close. Touchdowns, 367 versus 223. Interceptions, see, this is where it goes the other way. Matt Ryan has 170 interceptions. Kirk Cousins, only 91. So he's got the better quarterback performance, but he also throws a lot less touchdowns, too. Right. You know, where do you want a safe quarterback that's going to keep you maybe in the game the entire time, or do you want a quarterback that's going to either – win you the game by 20 or lose you the game by 20. Right. You know, and depending on how good your team is around you, you know, you're either going to be losing more than you win. Right. So, yeah. Interesting. I like the stats. I like the stats because they don't change our argument. Yeah, like, for sure. Realistically. like, But it just shows it. It's like, it's like, well, maybe we're not giving Matt Ryan as much credit as we should. You know? I don't know how you're saying that we like. Well, we as in a general, everyone in the okay, world. Okay, okay, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
There I can go. Because yes. I was going to say, both of us picked him over Kirk. So. Because because everyone is, like, praising Kirk Cousins. It's, like, this, like, right at the level of, like, you know, right at that, like, almost the top-tier quarterback. It's, like, maybe he's not. Maybe he just gets good stats. Like, he's, he's played That's safe. It. He doesn't win. That's what yeah. matters is he mm-hmm. doesn't win. And that's what irritates me. Like, we can talk stats all day long. And I love that you brought the stats between him and Matt Ryan because it's very interesting. Because, honestly, you could literally go to Matt Ryan and say, Matt Ryan never got over the hump. But Matt Ryan got to a Super Bowl still. Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's yeah, I... Man, when it comes to Matt Ryan and when it comes to Kirk Cousins, like yeah, I, I definitely would take Matt Ryan. Yeah, I take uh, right now. I'd fucking take Carson Wentz. You know, he's got some upside potential now too. He's gonna be a new place, and I don't know. Maybe we'll get the old Carson Wentz back. Yeah, it's it's football season's gonna be crazy. Um, with that said. Last thing I wanted to bring up for the night, um, because I did have one other thing I want to talk about football-wise, and since we're on the subject. So, the uh, draft, fantasy draft for the, what is it? I don't even know. I call my own league. Uh, Whatever league. Football league? Yes. Yeah. If you have the number one pick, what are you taking? Ooh. I know I surprised you with that one. I, I should have probably prepped you for that one. Let me get a list out here because I just want to look at what it's looking like. Because I'm not going to go by what they say, but I just have I gotta have an idea on who I'm looking at and who I have to think about. Um, If I had the number one pick, I would have to – I don't like this this look – <laughs> well, it was it, it was stupid the way they're ranking stuff. So, okay, well, explain your pick, and I'm gonna use a little boys' room real quick while you explain your pick to our listeners, and I'll be right back. All right, let me see what I can find here for fantasy football mock draft. Okay, now I've got a mock list. All right, so fantasy football in a PPR league. My first pick, I can't go Christian McCaffrey because he's too scary on injuries. Can't go Alvin Kamara. I got to go with the running back. I'm going to go Jonathan Taylor with the Colts. Only because I think Matt Ryan needs a good running back, good solid running back to catch from the flat, um, he's going to use it a lot. He's a good running back. He's going to get some points. He's going to get a lot of scoring. So I think Jonathan Taylor with the Colts is going to be my my number one if I had to pick completely number one. Um, I don't think I can go with a wide receiver. Otherwise, it'd probably be Jefferson or Chase. Um, but, yeah, I think Jonathan Taylor with the Colts, number one overall. All right, I'm here again. So, all right, cool. So my first would be Jonathan Taylor with the Colts, running back. Oh, that's a good one. 
I really like that one. I talked myself out of McCaffrey, even though he's won me a championship before, only because I don't know what McCaffrey's going to show up, and who knows what he's going to be week to week. Kamara's kind of getting up there in age. Derrick Henry, I don't know. I had him, and he he lost me a championship once, so I can't really go back with him. And I don't think a wide receiver is going to be should be taken first. Otherwise, maybe Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson. So in our league, like I can see taking a wide receiver first because it's a PPR. Um, yeah. However, with that said, but you want a catching running back too. That's Jonathan Taylor is going to get a lot of passes from Matt Ryan. Right, and if you can find that that soft spot, that's actually the fantastic pick. Mm-hmm. Um, Same thing with Najee Harris because there's going to be no quarterback. The deep ball, it's going to be going all to the running back. Yeah, no, I agree. I, this has been the reason why I asked you this question and made you go first, basically, <laughs> is because I really don't know. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's a really tough situation with um how how it's like just the game is changing it's really hard (laughs) to figure it out um i guess uh, my and this is might be random and i'm i'm not gonna do anything that gives away my hand when it comes to drafting but i would consider tyreek hill because I don't know who the hell else Tua's throwing to. <laughs> He's the only option, yep. And, and he'll get open. He'll, he'll be open a lot. All right, that's what I'm thinking. Like, <laughs> And if it's PPR, like, which it is, they're gonna, he's going to get thrown to a lot, Like, which a point every single time he catches the ball. Yep. I, I mean, it's just hard. And plus, whatever yards he gets off of that, like, I don't know. It's just... That's kind of where I'm looking at, but and like I said, I'm trying not to give away, but I definitely gave away my hand. Like so, yeah. and so to, and to the person who tries to steal all of my players every single time we draft, I'm I'm letting you know. <laughs> I only try to take your ones that just hurt your gut. Like I'm not trying to take best players from you. I'm just trying to take Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski from you each year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that's it. That's all that matters to me. Absolutely true. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's weird too because, like, so there's a lot of these teams that are now going with a two back system because the running back is no longer the workhorse. Line them up behind center and just crash them in. It's going to be a get them out there in the flat, get them out there to run some routes and get them some water and a break and bring in the other guy and do the same damn thing. So, like, there's a lot of these teams that have really, really good backs but they have a two back system. So they're going to be splitting time. So you don't know who's going to get, you know, they're all going to get touches, but who's going to get the, you know, the goal line touchdown. Well, I think it's funny that neither of us went to Derrick Henry. Yeah. I, like I said, Derrick Henry has, has lost me some games before on him just completely crapping the bed. I mean, he's good and he'll, he'll show up for, six to eight games, but man, when he doesn't show up, it's horrible. But here's, so here's my thing on Derrick Henry. Um, and hear me out for a second. He's, God, I hate saying this because he's younger than me, but he's old. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, I, he's, he's not going to – I mean, we saw with Adrian out. Peterson. out, yeah. Yeah, we've seen it with all these running backs. Like, he's not going to be the same Derrick Henry of two years ago. He wasn't no. even that last year. No. So, it's – I I wouldn't even touch him in the first round, to be honest with you. Yeah. I could be wrong. He'll end up ripping it up, but that I just he's aging and like it's you see it in all of sports, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Like these pitchers in MLB that get big contracts, yeah, then all of a sudden they fall off. Like NFL and he's and he's such a physical back too, so just it takes it takes such a toll on him because he's just a guy that just lowers his shoulder and just Let's crash every single time he gets the ball. And he's more physical. So, and this is what, and I know you, I hate talking about this person because I hate this guy, to be honest with you, because of how he treated his child. But Adrian Peterson, like, he was a monster, like, where he'd run people over. But he was also shifty as all hell. Yeah, he wouldn't look for the contact first. Or Derrick Henry looks for contact. Well, it's all Derrick Henry does. Like I, yep. he's not all that shifty. No. So he's taking more abuse than AP did, and AP yep. fell off yep. because of age. Like so, that's why I just think Derrick Henry is. I think he's kind of not going to say he's done, but. I don't think he's going to be the force that, like, I wouldn't draft him. Like, I don't yeah. even, unless it somehow falls late, but it's not going to. Some some mark is going <laughs> to take him early. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, for sure. All right. Perfect. Cool. All right, cool. Yeah. That works out good. Uh, yep. I think that'll be good for the episode. So anybody, uh, once again, you guys got questions. We didn't have any questions on this one, but we've kind of been running episodes into each other right now to get a lot of stuff ready to go. Um, but if you guys have questions, make sure to hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Instagram, anywhere you want to go at Norm Sucks Podcast. Um, hit us up Froves, hit us up J Rhodes Real. We will gladly take anything, any opinions, any thoughts, any suggestions. If you want to come on the air, let us know. We can put you on the air. Anything you want, like whatever we want to do, we're, we're cool with it. So um, thank you guys for listening, and we'll definitely be getting, hitting you up again later on. Cool. Peace out. I want to thank everyone for checking out our podcast. Look forward for more episodes. Also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Norm Sucks Podcast. Thank you. Have a good day.